Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weekly Manga Recap. It is January the 3rd of 2024. I was uh, going to show up in like a very fancy New Year's dress, and then it's a uh, dick cold outside. So I decided, no, I'm going to throw on my Spider-Gwen card again and stay warm. Um, so that didn't happen. Yeah, so... There you go, everybody. It's the weather's fault that Quinn is lazy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I do a lot of things. <laughs> they're, they're like, hey, did you send in that credit card bill? I'm like, no, the weather was bad. <laughs> it was rainy. Fully I fully understand that. I mean, there has been at least one time when I've called up for it because the weather was too bad and I felt like shit. So I was like, <laughs> no, not coming in. Um, I want to tell the story. I forgot to tell it last time. And it feels Ooh. very relevant to tell it to Weekly Manga Recap because uh, this is a, a, um, a show where we talk about manga, which is a Japanese art form, which uh, would imply a little bit of something about us. Otakus kind of have like we to them uh, uh, a stereotype uh, mm -hmm. one of which being uh, eating a lot of sushi I don't eat sushi at all I mean okay. I don't think I don't know if you do either I I, I truly don't know I eat I eat some sushi okay uh, but uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty basic okay. <laughs> so I don't eat sushi at all um, and we had a couple friends who wanted to go out to a Japanese restaurant. And at first I was resisting. I was like, oh, I just don't, I don't eat fish or anything like that. Um, but then I looked and I was like, oh, like there's absolutely stuff on this menu that isn't fish. <laughs> like I got, I got like chicken katsu and I was like, this, yeah, obviously this is going to work out. Um, but I show up and, uh, I don't know why I didn't think this. They just give you chopsticks. Now, as someone who's mm -hmm. never eaten sushi before. Oh, dear. I have no idea how to use a chopstick. I, I, I'm, I, like, familiar with the concept. Like, I could right. shadow puppet. It's like, you know, like, you, you, do, you do the finger thing or whatever. Um, but, I, like, I, I, like, ask one of the people. And these are my friends. So, like, there's a little light teasing. But the, it is like, no, hold one in the crook of your hand. Keep it still. Use the other right. one to kind of manipulate stuff. I'm like, okay. Doing Okay. Uh, I'm like getting food into my mouth. I feel like I'm doing all right. The waitress walks by, just looks at me once and goes, Do you want a fork? Want a fork. <laughs> and I was like, You can't, I was like, You can't do this to me in front of my people. You, you can't call me out like this. It's like that what it's like that time we went out for drinks and I was like, I don't drink. <laughs> It's it's just, just so humiliating to have. She did. It's not like she like walked to the table a couple times and was like, "Is everything okay?" Or she walked by just once took one look and at was you. like, this, <laughs> "That one." But... This bitch has no idea. This is the whitest person at this table, right there, right there. <laughs> Which is astonishing because I'm sitting next to right. Austin, who right. is is uh, categorically one of the whitest people in the world. Um, right. But no, he's doing it like a champ. I'm just this fucking ignorant bitch that just like, would you like a cheeseburger, ma'am, and a fork and knife? Maybe maybe a little juice box. I'm like, no, I'm an adult. I can eat foreign cuisine and not be a mess. Uh, and then I got a fork and I finished my chicken katsu and rice. 
See, you should have gone for the sushi, honestly, because then you could have just you know, hand to mouth and, and no one would have been able to call you on not being I, able to use chopsticks. I should have. Or I should have power moved and then just grabbed the chicken katsu with my hand. Ah. <laughs> like the whole thing. Now, like we started to cut it up for you. I'm like, no, like this is fine. I, I have no respect. And then just uh, uh, do- devoured the whole thing. I. I believe this is how that they uh, eat it in Hokkaido, actually, we'll find. <laughs> yeah, I, a little known place called Okinawa. <laughs> uh, yes, I believe that like, this is where it you... is, what is done in the Toyota region. <laughs> <laughs> I believe uh, a small little town in the name of uh, Tokyo, Japan is where they do it. Like, uh, they're like, you understand we're part Japanese. <laughs> Right, like I don't. What, what, what do you? Do you, you have to know more prefectures than this. I'm like, yes, I uh, studied this. Uh, I studied in the Shibuya prefecture. <laughs> like, I don't, not a prefecture. Oh boy. I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to share that. Happy New Year, everybody! It's 2024. Uh, I hope all of us have wild expectations of ourselves in a good way uh, for 2024. Uh, there's never a time that is too late to uh, try to work towards the best image of yourself and to rise to new challenges and to have fun. Um, so in that spirit, we love to wrap up one year before going That's into right. the next one. So we are going to talk about all of 2023 and weekly manga recap. So it's time for the annual manga recap of 2023. This is going to be a real vanilla ice situation. I'm like, no, I didn't. They do da 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 da. And I'm like, da 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 da. It's a completely different song. It's a public domain song. I thought it was like the birthday thing. Shit, I've been giving money to somebody for years. His name was Mr. New Year's Song.com. <laughs> Mr. New Year's Song. <laughs> he, he didn't know the name. <laughs> and I didn't know it, so I couldn't correct him. I was like, your, your guess is just as valid as mine. Okay. So, <laughs> can we, uh, can we start? Yes. Uh, so, the way we like to start is, of course, how we usually tend to start uh, episodes of Weekly Manga Recap. Uh, when we have a recommendation is we start by talking about those. So, we want to yes. talk about all of our recommendations from 2023. And then we're going to say which ones we thought were our favorites and which ones we thought uh, sucked. Uh, and there's always a gimme because Sadistic September is in there. <laughs> That's true. Guys, let's start off. Start off on a high note. Um, first, the series that we took as a recommendation for the new year because <laughs> I lost a bet and was punished heinously and without mercy by our audience. We had to talk about Earth Child, a series I disliked so much. I sang a song about it. And yeah. Like, that's something, because I don't just sing all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not that's not your usual go-to. So, um, I think that would uh, that, that that was definitely a special element of the episode. Uh, which means, I think it's going to be on your, your favorites list, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
I think that among the things that I said about the series were it made me hate Shonen, which is an amazing accomplishment. <laughs> it's it's also a great lead-in to then us talking about two hours of Shonen manga. <laughs> it's so much. God, I... So, whenever we prepare for this show, I try, I try to go back and listen to our discussions of the series we took as recommendations to just, you know, see if, like, there's anything that I, like, you know, have forgotten about from when we read it and stuff just to kind of refresh if I you know want to take anything into account for my most favorite and least favorite and in a sense i mean it has been you know nearly a full calendar year since we talked about the series i had forgotten how angry i was at the time (laughs) (laughs) um and uh i'm much i I can tell you all right now i'm in a much happier place uh, as someone who never has to read that shit again (laughs) yeah uh earth child i i think honestly this one got a little overhyped to me uh, the Discord made this out to be one of the worst series ever. Uh, it's very dumb in a good way. Um, not a good way. It's a it's a good bad kind of thing. Like I enjoyed kind of reading some of the stupid decisions that got made. Uh, like it's it's truly a phenomenal thing. They're like, no, Earth Chan, you're part of our family now. And you're oh like, what God. is this? I don't what is this? Why did you even have a time skip? What is? Um, there's there's just so many like foolish decisions that happened uh the lead characters are all either bland or they're just insufferable uh what is his name like risque or something like that like he was uh i think it was was risque yeah Yeah. truly one of the worst protagonists in any series uh just a mess um but you know i i love when we get jump series that are like that i i'd prefer to get a series that crashes and burns. Like I want more uh, like uh, Ghost Rider Tokyo Paradox or whatever and less, you know, uh, fucking uh, Kagura Bachis, basically like stuff that I'm like, yeah. what a mess. And I don't care about this at the end where like, oh what a mess. Mwah! <laughs> like, uh, I shall remember this crying robot forever. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know. I feel like this was re- beyond redeeming qualities. Like, I don't even feel good about, like, some of the stuff that, sure. like, some of the angry memories at this point. Like, I I remember. And then when I listened back, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot how much bad stuff there was in this very short series. It lasted, like, 26 chapters. Yeah. And it packed in all sorts <laughs> of bad stuff. Yeah. Uh we exchanged gears immediately after that. <laughs> yeah, we went we went from one of the worst shonen manga ever to uh, arguably the greatest. <laughs> arguably the greatest shonen manga ever, Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, we had a very nice long discussion about all just as many facets of the series as we could possibly fit into a discussion that within those time within that time frame. There's all sorts of stuff I'm sure that we did not cover that we could have talked about in great detail. Yeah. Uh, how great the characters are, how well paced and executed the plot is, uh, the amount of intrigue there is in it, how cool the art is in a very different way from even a lot of the stuff that was going on at the time. Uh, and of course, just like how lasting people's impressions of it are. You yeah. still see people making jokes and memes about this, about the series, you know, 20 years later, because it's that had that much of an impact on people. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, countless ways this series has endured since its original creation um i imagine 
uh, with like the younger generations that are starting to get, get into like anime and manga, this this series will hold a sort of reverence to them in the same way like the series that we kind of grew up with did. Like, oh, Dragon Ball, this is this classic thing. Or I was going to say Ronin Warriors. <laughs> That's not one of the ones they go to. Um, but, I, I, you know, there's those series that are just like iconic, the, that just like persist throughout. Um I mean, you could argue what series are and aren't. Of course, it existed kind of during a time where people were like, oh, well, the big three are these. Uh, and then quietly, Full Metal Alchemist maybe is the best of all of them. I mean, uh, arguably, certainly. Um, but uh, there is also something to be said that it's a series you could read to its completion right now. I love you, One Piece. Yeah. Uh, you're a monolith. <laughs> That <laughs> terrifies me to this day to, to comprehend sometimes, but that says a lot. I mean, uh, was it Arakawa? Is the yes. manga? Um, yes. She has like like two other completed series since then. I want to yeah. say like that. It just says a lot. I I, I really uh, appreciated getting to like remind myself how good Full Metal Alchemist is and why it's it's one of the best you know it's 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 the goat as the fucking uh shitty memes say yeah uh yeah we we, we at one point a long time ago covered silver spoon um yes. by her and it has since been it's been several years in fact since it's uh, been completed and uh there's yeah all sorts of other stuff that she's been doing too yeah and it's yeah it's great stuff uh and mm-hmm. then we continued the the great uh up and down gear shifts we talked about monster musume everyday life with monster girls this is the yeah. monster fucking series which hey no judgment no shame i think monsters are cool i think turning them into other things is cool i didn't need as many titties as i saw i it wasn't for me i <laughs> I saw a tree get milked. I, you know, I, <laughs> there was a lot. The series was a lot. And we uh, both put together like tier lists of the girls. But yeah, the um, this was an experience. In a weird way. I'm glad I have read it so that I never have to worry about reading it again. And it's uh-huh. like, oh, okay. I have an informed opinion about this series, so I can rightfully judge anyone who likes it as a pervert. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve, man, I think it's awesome that you, <laughs> you enjoy these characters. I presume. I don't know it for a fact. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say probably. Um, but, you know, I... Uh, uh, I... I I experienced it, and now when I see it in the bookstore, I know to myself, "All right, I won't, I won't have any morbid curiosity. I, I know what this is about. There's a new girl, and her tits come out, and like, oh, she's a minotaur or something." The only, my only regret is not memorizing which volume the egg laying chapter is, so that if I ever see anyone in public with that one, I could be like, "I need to stay away from this person." <laughs> You just start, anything else won't judge you it's fine that one no you just start throwing salt into their eyes <laughs> get out of here demon uh and then again wild whiplash <laughs> we talked about she loves to cook and she loves to eat which is a, a an adorable yuri manga about a woman who loves to make food but doesn't really like to eat it 
and a woman who loves to eat who's her neighbor and how the two of them form a bond by uh, being able to kind of connect these two parts of their lives that uh, perfectly match each other. Yep, dining together and uh, their relationship starts off just as you know having a sweet bond where they get to hang out and cook and over time they gradually start to fall in love with each other and there's like you know out beyond all just the nice the nice sweet stuff there's some very frank observations and explorations of what it means to be you know a, a lesbian yes. in the time and the place that they live in uh and I think that there's a series that was not it was at the same time like exactly like what we wanted it to be but also way more than that it was fantastic and i'm very glad that we got to talk about it on the show and i got to you know be introduced to it yeah so it, was a, it was a great great recommendation yeah great great recommendation great sweet series uh really charming and this is one i'm still keeping up with this was this was a good one um less less of a tone shift but still kind of a tone shift uh fire punch we, we talked about fire punch fujimoto's uh it was, was this debut work or was this just as a previously big work uh, it's hard, kind of hard to say with Fujimoto because he had a bunch. He's had a bunch of different stuff that, because of the success of Chainsaw Man, has gotten like you know more attention. Yeah. I think this was his debut, like proper series okay. though. Um, um, this was a wild series. Uh, it <laughs> it sticks to kind of a concept that it goes with early on, which is uh, this guy's on fire and he punches people. Um, it, it it does not hide uh, or bury its lead. Uh, I have uh, mixed thoughts on this one, but it was a series that I was very grateful to have read because I think it helped me to understand Fujimoto as an artist a lot more. Uh, I'm able to, I think, uh, look at Chainsaw Man with a different lens now a little bit. And I think maybe uh, very poignantly being able to see how good Fujimoto has been in Chainsaw Man. Not that Fire Punch was bad or anything, uh, but I do feel like he has uh, elevated his game to a very uh, incredible level. Chainsaw Man seems a lot better after you read Fire Punch, and I don't mean that, like, disparagingly. Yeah. Uh, it, But you can tell that, like, okay, like, the the weird edges have been honed yes. uh in this and there i mean there's a gr- lot of weird interesting ideas in fire punch uh just a lot of stuff in terms of like how the people around you decide who you are to one extent or another uh and what it means when you to be finally freed from the influence of everyone else there's a lot of you know discussions of not discussions of philosophy, but like weird reflections on it uh, in the in the way that you would expect someone like Fujimoto to try and tackle those subjects. Uh, and then there's just weird stuff uh, yeah. in it that I, I'm glad. <laughs> there is just some freaky stuff. I'm glad it has not been as big a factor in Chainsaw Man. Mm-hmm. And in the same way as like, you know, like a someone who's kind of like messing around when they make their first, you know, splatter gore films, like figures it out. It's like, okay, now I'll just make like very honed and true freaky shit so that I hit you right where I want to. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yeah. It's, it was, it was, I'm glad that we read it and we had a nice discussion about it. We, I think did a whole separate, we did like a separate episode just to talk about it because, because of the timing of it. 
from there, we talked about Blight Canvas by so-called artist Journey, the autobiographical uh, work uh, about uh, a I, I can't I can't remember her name at the moment. Uh, Princess Jellyfishly. <laughs> yes, uh, and her how she really started to get into actually becoming a proper artist and her relationship with uh, her art teacher, her sensei, uh, whom and how and the series kind of serves as a uh, sort of like a self therapy thing yeah. where she works through her feelings of regret for not being more involved in his life, despite the fact that he seemed to be very in- interested in spending time with her. Uh, much uh, in the way uh, of like you know like a grandparent who wants to spend time yes. with you and you just don't make time for them yes very much so kiko higashimura to be clear mm-hmm. is the uh, author's name and this was a, a powerful uh, series i think i talked about it <laughs> during it i cried a lot reading this mm-hmm. it, it was it was my kryptonite it's about an old man who you know is going to die <laughs> And uh, the sadness that accompanies it. Uh, But this series uh, was just very powerfully kind of uh, poignant in it. Um, It was uh, something that just tore apart at you. And it was just so well executed. This is a manga whose work I have not read before. uh, Mm -hmm. And I was so drawn into her style uh, it was funny. I loved seeing her kind of wander through life, kind of like falling backwards into this profession uh, a little bit because she's just like, I don't want to do art like this. I just want to draw manga. <laughs> like, that's all I mm-hmm. want. And then she's like, I'm in art school and like all this sort of stuff. Like, it's it's crazy how her life is going. Um, and it's 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 just powerful. There's There's a lot of moments that hit you um there's there's just great cliffhangers it's it's deeply personal and like just a very beautiful way and this is i think uh, a very strong series to check out as like uh oh you need like a good manga recommendation like check out blank canvas four volumes it's really good Mm. uh we went from that into oshinoko which is uh pretty big series right now because the anime adaptation uh dropped at right around the time that we covered the series uh it's by the same author i want to say as kaguya sama uh and we again had this like a really nice uh big conversation about it and there was a lot of interesting stuff to discuss but i think that both of us at the same time had mixed feelings about just the straightforward quality of it like hey you know there's some interesting stuff going on but a lot of it is just kind of like i wish it was more fun (laughs) in in a in in some cases uh but there was definitely a very interesting story going on uh within it yeah i i respect the series um this is a series that is is very popular right now and in a lot of ways i i definitely see and understand why i do think i came to realize that i was like this isn't a series i'm particularly hyped for um there was like pieces to it that's maybe just like a tone that i particularly agreed with and stuff like that and i have heard that like the some of the later chapters can get like kind of uh intense with like some of the character relationships um 
but for me this ultimately felt like a series i was like this is interesting i do like this as an exploration of how there's like different kind of ways the the entertainment industry in japan is abusing uh people you did specifically in the series young people um but that said i wasn't like enamored with this series like if the, if, if i was like seeking something to fill the act old the actage uh shaped hole in my heart which i wouldn't i didn't like that series uh but if i was looking to i don't know if this would have been it for me uh but maybe that's the reason why it would be for you so um this was this was one again i was glad to read but this is not like this doesn't show up in my top three anywhere where i think this might have been like a shoo-in for most people mm-hmm uh we also after that did beauty and the beast girl <laughs> and I, I i had to stop i was like what the fuck is beauty and the beast girl i could not remember this at first i sat here staring at this list i was like is it about it's got to be a beauty and the beast thing nope is it not really <laughs> is it like and then i was like beast girl there has to be like some kind of animal girl and then i was like wait didn't read something about like kind of like a dragon girl and it <laughs> nick i cannot stress how much it vaguely flooded back to me <laughs> i was like yeah and there was like like a lesbian guard and <laughs> a dad <laughs> it's I mean, looking at the entire list of everything, it, it it's not surprising that this is the one. This makes Quinn's list of, did we read? Was that a thing <laughs> this, we read? This, Which is a, a recurring thing. This is 100% the 2023 winner of what the fuck was this about award? Right. Um, I think I even I, said that at the time. I was like, this series yeah. is not retaining in my mind. It, this was a weird episode to listen back to because... I'm so audibly struggling to talk about it <laughs> because I, I, I like I even though I led with I don't think there's a lot to talk about in this series. I was still struggling. <laughs> I got to find something <laughs> to say about this. We, we, and by the end, we consumed end, a piece of media. There can't be nothing to say about it, right? By the end of it, like I was so frustrated with it that I was actually really resentful of the entire experience, <laughs> which just soured my thoughts on the series. Which, again, it's like, it's it's look, it's just a series that you know, like someone posted like some you know simple short comics on their Pixiv page, and it they got published. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to fault them for that. I wish we hadn't had to read it because <laughs> <laughs> no one put a gun to our head. To be clear. But no, we didn't have to read it. It was it wasn't part of the curriculum. Oh, oh it's, it's good to, that you've just said that to me, Quinn. I'm gonna just show up from now on, not having read anything that we were supposed yeah, to that, read. That's what I did with Changing Time, Nick, or Crossing Time. I was like, I read like a third of it. Apparently, it wasn't so bad. Crossing Time. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, I'm away for that. Um. So, yeah, Beauty and the Beast Girl, I think we've said just as much about it now as we did in the yeah. episode itself. So uh, instead, we'll move on to a series with a lot of personality, which is Young Ladies Don't Play Fighting Games. This is a recommendation I took on because I had previously read it and I was into a big hyper or a video game uh, f a fighting game hyper fixation at the time. And this ended up being 
one of my bigger surprises of the year, especially as I read it in like more detail the first time I'd only read like the first volume. And as I read more, I was like, oh, this is really funny, really like sweet at times. And above all else, this is one of the better sports manga we've read. Like this is really compelling as like underdog stories and watching these girls like get into this sport and be fueled by being better than one another and how they confront new challengers. I was like, this is like nailing it on every level in a way that's so surprising to me. It's a very bizarre combination, Uh, like a Yuri-ish because uh, there hasn't been any explicit romance yet, but it does seem to be heading in that direction. A uh, story about girl friends just getting into the fighting game circuit and be getting really detailed about it. There is some terminology in here that like I picked up because I was reading this series and because I'm like, I'm not a gamer, uh, but <laughs> At the very least, this author intimately knows some gamers and talks to them a lot, if not being a gamer themselves. Uh, It's really, really good. And it's um, every now and again, we, you know, we get a series and it's it's a series that happens to be ongoing at the time that we read. And I'm like, oh, I I, I can't wait to read more of this. This is a series that I have been at the point of, oh, I can't wait to read more of this. Wait. It's going to take forever for the next (laughs) volume to come out. Yeah. This, This is one where you're almost like, whatever happened to that fighting game that fighting game manga and then you're like oh like two volumes have come out since i last thought of it. this is the best uh so yeah i and i'm gonna repeat that just like i can't wait to read more yes. just eventually <laughs> so. yes really really good one uh and uh leads us i think nicely into uh something else that's also kind of about competition in a weird way mm-hmm. this is shoha shoten the double stand-up comedy routine manga by uh, Obata, and uh, I forget who the write the author for this series is. I'm blanking on it. Um, but this, yeah. this is a series that you can get through Viz Media if you have your Shonen mm-hmm. Jump subscription. You can read this series, uh, and that's who read it. It's monthly, uh, and this is uh, an interesting series. As somebody who has an interest in comedy, seeing series try to tackle comedy in any kind of serious way is always interesting. Um, but I came away with like mixed thoughts on this, mostly good. Uh, the, the thing that's not so great is that every so often the series gets corny in a way that yeah. uh, is just embarrassing <laughs> to be as a comedian. I, I, talk- I think I speak for everyone here when I say we became stand-up comedians because stand-up comedians are the coolest. I just, I can't God. imagine how much I would heckle that person. Like, I wouldn't do Get that in my life. Stage. But if someone said that earnestly and meant it, I'd be like, no, boo, you're a loser. Um, but like also legitimately this series is funny. Uh, there's like stand-up comedy bits and I'm like, this is really good. There are, there are emotional bits. There's a plethora of like interesting rival characters. We're in the middle of an arc right now where like there's 12 teams and I think like seven of them Mm -hmm. are like pretty significantly supposed to be rivals to our main protagonist team. And it's intense watching them all compete because you know, only one person wins so it's not even like will our heroes win you're like two people yeah yeah, one team will win um (laughs) but of these of these teams like it's not even like will our heroes team win it's like 
are the teams I really like going to just get crushed yeah. emotionally? Like, it, they're, they're, they're high schoolers. They're still kids. This might, this might yeah. damage them. Uh, yeah, uh, it's something that, like, uh, I thought at the time that we read, I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, like, follow the series now. And I kind of, like, just, like, fallen off on it. So, um, I guess it hasn't had as lasting an impact on me as I thought it would. But definitely, I could recognize when we read, like, this is very good, yeah. uh, very well paced. I, lo- I love the structure of the series, which is just, like, one chapter, one act. Yeah. You see you see the whole act in one chapter. If you're going to have a monthly series, fucking do that. Make it feel like every single chapter something has been yes. accomplished and you get to see the whole thing. Uh, so bizarrely sad at certain points, but effectively so. And yeah, like you said, it's funny that that zoo act that's like the second act that the two of them put on. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> so. Legitimately, I was like, fuck, I'm laughing. I don't know how to do it. I, I've, I've stayed up to date with it up to, I think, the most recent chapter I still need to read. But Broken Glass Slipper did their stand-up routine, and I watched that one for the show. And that was also a really funny routine once it got going. I was like, fuck, this is funny, and these are the two characters I'm rooting for the most. So it's <laughs> narratively, I know it can't go well for them because they're first right. up. Every, yeah. There's like six other important people that like to look good have to kind of beat them. But like, right. it is definitely something I'm like, fuck, this is... Uh, definitely going to be a good series uh to just pick up occasionally or just read if you're like interested in it yeah just like to love Rue, which was our series that we Ugh. covered for sadistic september um i uh i felt uh a little bad about this by the end because like i had i i basically led quinn into uh like uh, a disease ridden swamp after I had taken my shots yeah (laughs) you were like oh you should absolutely have sex with this person they're super cool and I'm like oh cool and he didn't tell me you're like oh definitely uh, double rap though because this person (laughs) I don't know why that was what the analogy my brain needed to go to but I did feel like I got chlamydia from reading this series Jesus Christ this series sucked. I like I this was uh a dumb harem in the way that I hate dumb harem. Uh it's it wasn't good. I hated the cast. Even the character most people were like, "Oh, this one's really good." I'm like, "No, she sucks. I actually hate her more than most characters in this series." It has Which one, one was that? <laughs> Eve or whatever. The one who's just straight Yami. up his care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, Yami. the one who was just Eve or whatever. Eve, for yeah. Black Cat. Just like, no. And also, and also, spoilers, Quinn. She is also Eve, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah. The shit that I was like, this is so fucking dumb. It also just had one of the worst characters I've ever seen, which is the principal, who's like principal, actively yeah. uh, creepy towards his, like, what, at their elementary school age. Or not elementary, like middle school age. Like, it's... It was ex- they're in high school. Is it high school? But I, I they're in high school. But okay. Regardless, still. he is the principal of their school, and he is uh, deeply, deeply uncomfortable with them. Uh, I hate that kind of character. Yeah. Um. So and that's and that's the only reason that he's around. That's yeah. he's a gag character. He doesn't like, have a redeeming moment. There's no chapter doesn't. where he's like, I care about the children in this school. He's not a character. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's an antagonist that they don't kill. <laughs> Uh yeah, um, I I feel like uh that that's enough about that. 
Okay. So we <laughs> do you think it shows some of my best list, Nick? Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe. I compared it to chlamydia. Maybe Halloween time. Then uh, we first covered Hideout, the mm-hmm. Stephen King inspired story about a guy who is just minding his own business trying to kill his wife in cold blood when a crazy guy attacks them and captures him because he wants to eat him. <laughs> I So, like, this is not, like, a, a like series I have, like, a lot of fondness for. For some reason, I feel like we had a really fun discussion on this series, though. Like, I feel like there were a lot of jokes at this series, like, sort of expense. I believe that there was a, um, where we talked about the guest book that uh, the guy leaves out <laughs> to lure people <laughs> <laughs> I, I i feel like this series like this is again this was kind of in like a good bad area where i'm like this isn't good oh, yeah. but this is fun to watch and then joke about with friends to like kind of dish on it a little bit and all that sort of stuff this is ultimately kind of harmless um but if i were to like stand it up on just its own merits and be like oh this was something i watched to get scary in the season for spooky stuff um right. I would not have. Uh, this is kind of forgettable. It's like, ooh, what if there was a spooky cave? Um, and I think that it was like done well for what it was. It's just that we're not we're not the we're audience not, for this kind of series. Yeah, maybe Austin could read it, and he's like, actually, <laughs> this is a, a ten out of ten. I've had this discussion with Austin uh, because uh, we I just, we just did a, a spew punk, and I talked about. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for the anyone but you uh, romantic comedy that's out right now. Uh, with yes, Cindy Sweet, Glenn Powell, and Austin and 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 Joe reviewed, it and they think I think between them they gave it like uh, uh, two stars <laughs> uh, okay. was like sort of the average. So I came in expecting to hate it, and I left, and I was like, that was actually amazing, four stars. <laughs> yeah, <Wow. laughs> and, and I had to explain to Austin afterward. I was like, you don't understand. I recognize this isn't really good, but this is like garbage in the same way you'll read generic nothing horror or watch like generic nothing horror movies and kind of have thoughts on them and like actually it wasn't so bad. I was like I like these shitty rom-coms where the only thought is like what if these two attractive actors interacted with each other probably in a location that's also pretty and I'm like perfect more more (laughs) (laughs) bravo Oh man, um, I cannot relate to that in any way, shape, or form. Next, like I hate both of those genres. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we've ever been further apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so from going from going uh, into hideout, we went into the walking cat. Mm-hmm. A, a walking cat. View, a cat's eye view of the zombie apocalypse. A walking cat. Uh, yeah, this was a fun series. Um, it was, uh, weird, uh, <laughs> uh, very surprising, uh, ultimately because like each time that the cat went between people, like the entire genre of story that it was yeah. involved in changed despite them all being zombie survival stories. It was weird. Uh, but, uh, we memorable s- they basically speed run the walking dead <laughs> where they're like hold on what if it's about uh just trying to survive actually they made a little community oh that community's falling apart yeah, what if actually apart. they just try to live the fuck away from people and see how long that right. can get them <laughs> uh very weird pacing uh and when the story ended it was like no i guess that's just it yeah uh but 
glad to have to have read it and uh the cat lives so yes good job <laughs> yep uh big plus uh I, this ended up being an optimistic kind of zombie apocalypse story in a way in that uh if there was a they character found the cure maybe at the end yeah they're like i think we might be able to make this work and also this guy who uh you thought died he's probably gonna live uh, and you're like, cool, that's a lot of optimism for a genre that's kind of famously not about optimism. And I enjoy those different takes on tone. Um, and I'm an optimistic person myself. There's apparently a thing. I don't know if this is just a TikTok thing, but it's called Hope Core. And uh, it's just uh, people that find quotes that make you feel really hopeful and ambitious about life. And they just create slideshows out of them. I, 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 anytime I see them, I favorite them. I know you stuck your tongue out and discuss. <laughs> But for me, they mean a whole lot. There's a lot of quotes that make me cry. So I appreciate it. I'm revealing too much, Dick. These hormones are doing a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to like keep on doing more horror stories. And eventually Quinn will like reveal her, her, her passwords to me for all of her accounts. <laughs> like, don't you just feel like people should share? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh man. we talked about Yu Yu Hakusho as well. This is a series oh, we'll to This talk- was so awkward for me. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about this one because this is a series, a little known series I don't think many people know about. Uh, so there's this uh, manga called Togashi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he comes out of the woodwork every now and then to do a little something, something. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, uh, very reclusive. Uh, but no, Hugh Hakusho, this is a powerhouse of sort of like the, what, 90s shonen? I'm trying to think of it, it like crept into 2000s. Early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't get into the 2000s. Um, but so. I'm sorry. My brain, my brain went blank. I started thinking about yeah. Hope Corps. <laughs> So, okay, so yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho, very influential, uh, early mid '90s series uh, th- that was Togashi's big break in uh, before he did Hunter Hunter, uh, which uh, will end eventually. He has he is determined to do it, and good luck to you, dude. Uh, and this was a weird one because I came in, you know, all all sorts of like big fond memories of Yu Yu Hakusho watching on Toonami uh, when I was a kid. Uh, I've gotten into it uh, again this year, watching it together with Nicole. Uh, been having a good time watching the anime. Read the manga, did not really care for it. <laughs> I was like, "How is this possible? <laughs> this, how can this possibly be?" I am actively watching the series and liking it, and then I read it like, "Don't really care for it yeah. all that much." Uh, but it it speaks to a couple of different things. Uh, one is just you know, hey. There is, even if you are a big manga first guy like I usually am, there is often something that can be added by adapting it into anime. Some things just, you know, work out better. And also, this is an odd adaptation of the story. This is a very, in some ways, streamlined and in others, very expanded Mm -hmm. uh, between the two different versions. So it was actually quite worth looking into, even if you have watched Yu Yu show. It, there's some different stuff in the manga that you might be surprised you haven't, if you haven't read it for yourself. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I didn't like it. 
Yeah, and that's fair. Uh, and that's also not like crazy surprising because I think you also weren't super high on Hunter Hunter when you read that nope. either. So this might just be a thing that like Tagashi's just like kind of uh, an impenetrable. And that's like actually kind of how I feel too. It's a little bit like impenetrable as a style at times. Like I still can't tell you, like I can't really explain the Camariant arc if you like put a gun to my head. I'm like, no, it's like about racism. Um <laughs> But like they kill everybody, <laughs> and then they commit a genocide. Which is not like which is not like racism at all. And then you know, uh, you know I don't. I think everyone dies. Uh, but then Gon gets tall. I, you know what? I don't know. I guess that's the answer. Is I don't know. Um, so I enjoy aspects of this. I think Yu Yu Hakusho again, incredibly influential series. Um, it's hard not to look at it and uh, just kind of. Uh, find its iconic place in everything, like the, some of the archetypes, the Hiei cool kind of uh, dark character, the pretty boy mysterious one in Kurama, and then of course my favorite, the big dumb idiot in Kurabara, who uh, you know I obviously am absolutely enamored by. Um, so I, I I do like getting to know some of the context more for this series. Like in my mind, I was like, it's like the dark tournament. And then like, um, some other stuff happens and yeah. reading it. I'm like, yeah, that actually is kind of, right. kind of it. Um, but I, I really did appreciate it. Uh, I, we have not, to my knowledge, people are asking, seen the, uh, live action adaptation action. that right. Netflix put out recently. Not same as like the one piece one. This is one I believe produced in Japan. Netflix is just it kind is. of releasing it. Um, but we have not seen it and I have heard very mixed things on it. So, uh, maybe it'll be like a bonus pod someday or something, but, um, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was definitely enjoyable to listen to or to read. Uh, but I don't think this is going to make my top list. Uh, and it definitely isn't making mine. Sorry. Uh, so, (laughs) and the last series that we covered, uh, for this year was soloist in a cage, a story about, uh, a girl who was grew up in a prison uh, went with some guys who were making a jailbreak. Uh, it kind of like tagged along with them, but ended up dropping her uh, her baby brother, literally baby brother, uh, on the way out, uh, and then goes back to try and find him while when she is an adult and has honed her skills and can actually is like a very deadly killer now. Uh, very oddly paced story in no small part because the author uh was not doing well uh health wise for like a couple of years which for a series that you know i think was published in total across maybe about like four years or something like that the the extent of the break in between chapters was quite extensive uh and so but the, I mean, there were some good things about it. I thought that you know the, they had some nice artwork and stuff. But story very much suffered from uh, weird pacing, uh, which I think it came down to when it was brought back. It was in order to finish it, and so who knows how the series would have turned out if it had not if it had not gone down that way. Yes, um, I, I I did enjoy. I think a. a I don't know how to say it, the flavor of this series a lot. Like I thought the concept and the idea of this girl who dances as she kills and is like kind of wants to be a pacifist, but kind of has this like almost second mindset where she just only knows how to kill and all this stuff. Like all of this was like 
interesting to me. It was something that I wanted to like really, really love. But I think because the way the series handles uh, its pacing due to its own, you know, outside of control situations and totally understandable ones, I didn't land uh, in a perfect way for me. But I, 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 I do appreciate having read it because one, it makes me interested to see this author's next works. And uh, I also did enjoy uh, moments of the series as I read it. It's yeah, that but that that's a pretty pretty much a reflection of how I feel about it as well. So, so Nick, we had a, a pretty I think good year for recaps. Uh, we we went through uh, a lot of stuff, and I didn't hear a ton of negativity. So maybe we should start with our worst recommendations of 2023 and just get yes. those out of the way. Yeah, uh, sure, let's do that. Uh, my number three worst, uh, Beauty and the Beast Girl, uh, and. I, I know that it's like I shouldn't even really be considering that as like a bad series because I don't think that there's enough to it to even like dislike. But I don't know. I I felt in some sense it's like there was this one of the series that had the least worth checking out in it. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I as a result of like feeling like I didn't. I was mad by the end of the, of the entire experience of like, why did I even bother reading this? I, I feel like it deserves a spot in there, even though I don't have very strong feelings about the series itself. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to, I'm not going to echo you. Echo you. I'm going to go with monster Musume as my number three, um, which is, I, I, I feel like I hate doing this when it's like lewd manga. Cause it feels like I'm kind of being a prude to be like, Oh, I don't care for this. Uh, Tom Foolery, this uh, hanky panky, like I'm not, I'm a whore, guys. If you really get to know me, but I, the the point of the 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 thought process is just like I don't love reading stuff like this as content of just like, hey, what if these are like attractive, uh, like monster women took their boobs out? I'm just like, this isn't. I don't know what fetish this specifically is. It kind of feels like multiple ones all at once, and it's it's not for me. Definitely. And, like, there's nothing more beyond that, which I think kind of works against this series a lot. I've read harem manga that try to be sexy, yeah. and they still sometimes put a plot in there that's interesting or, like, something that makes me feel that there's, like, a narrative worth following in here. I don't necessarily need my pornography to come with the story, Nick, but it it, it is appreciated, okay? La art! No comment. All right. <laughs> I'm having a uh, wild 2024 already. I'm sorry. Co- co- I'm going to kind of maintain that level with you, though. My number two is to love Rue. Uh, look, like I said, I had a much easier time going through the series than you did because I had been through it once before already. It was really easy to get through this because I just had to find or had stopped down the old trail and just follow through there. And it was it was OK. It, I could tell it had once been a very rough path, but it had been trod through and was now a proper path leading towards salvation, i.e. the last chapter of the series. Uh, but it's still really bad. Uh, I one, one of the things that I brought up when, when we covered it was that I kept like statistics on 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 uh, the series and it was 
just i mean it ended up being a real indictment of the series that it was like a very a very particular signature form of fan service happened more frequently than uh the manga would have anything worth checking out beyond just being fan servicey yeah like there is there's just not a lot to it uh and it's also one of those things where it's like it's very genre defining as a result of that but when it, it's only genre defining in the sense of like it's etchy and there's a lot of fan service in it and it pushed boundaries for what was acceptable for the demographic that it had so if it had been you know genre defining in the sense of like you know establishing like character dynamics and stuff for people to follow stuff maybe that would have been more interesting but no this is bare bones it's it's yes. it's it's not interesting if you approach it from any sense beyond just like horny stuff. So that's it. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Uh, my, my second though is going to be uh, beauty and the beast girl, which I feel wow. like is kind of negative, but um, I've said this before. I, I have only so many minutes alive on this earth. Uh, and if I leave it, uh, having consumed something that I truly cannot really recall anything about, it does play some, a part of me that's like very like scornful towards it. This is harsh, and I don't mean this like in, in like an objective way of looking at the the artist's you know talent or anything like that. This is not content that was uh, in my wheelhouse. Again, we weren't uh, made to watch uh, read this. You know, there was there was no gun to my head, um, but. Uh, these are the series, and if I look through them, when I look at one, and I'm like, how much of my life? Maybe only a couple hours. I feel like this was a quick read, but how many hours are just gone <laughs> with with nothing in return? And I feel this way towards a lot of movies as well. Like, if you were to look at my top five, like, worst movies of the year, like, I think, like, three of them are movies that aren't even, like, really dog shit, per se, but they're just so boring and nothing that I'm like, I want my time back. <laughs> Give it to me back. I am surprised because I was certain that I was the only person who was going to have this in my bottom three. <laughs> I, I, unless I'm missing something here. I, I yeah, no, I, this, this was, okay. this was number two. Uh, all right. My number one. All right, so I thought a bit. I thought I thought about like maybe like you know trying to pull a fast one or something and being like, ah, oh, it's a Yu Yu Hakusho because it's it's a big disappointment. <laughs> so I was like, guys, everyone knows you all you all know what it is. Mm -hmm. You've known for a year. You've known for maybe more than a year yeah. what it was going to be. It's of course it's Earth Child. It's Earth. This series makes me made me very angry and. Anytime that I stop for even a moment to think about it and be like, was I too harsh on this? I'm like, no, it I was should have been bad. harsher. <laughs> I should have been even worse to this. Like, if anything, I should have given it the full, like, Prince of Tennis treatment and been like, no, we're going to do this discussion for like two hours so I can get this everything out. So I never have to have I, so I can just like expunge all of the black venom inside my soul. So I become a better person by virtue of getting that evil out of my system. Uh, it, it made me sing a song about how much I hated it. It, <laughs> and, uh, honestly, this is head and shoulders above 
anything else we read this year in terms of how much I disliked it. This is probably on a short list for like my least favorite thing that we have ever covered for wow. this entire podcast. Wow. WMR worst of all time tier list. Let's let's do it. It, it It's got to be up there. Like maybe at least top 10, maybe top five. Wow. Uh, like we've read I, some fucking dog shit, too. Yeah. I, I understand that. And a lot of stuff is like, you know, stuff that's like just you know, disgusted me. This one was just like, no, I know exactly what the show, this stuff is trying to do. I have consumed that stuff for God. How old am I? More than half my life. And <laughs> and I can tell you, it's like, no, this is bad. And it makes me feel ashamed for having liked all the stuff that I've liked this come before it. So <laughs> disliked in a very specific way. Oh wow! Number Prince of Tennis was number ten on your worst ten of all time list. So does is this worse than Prince of Tennis? Yes. Wow! Holy shit! Whoa! Uh, I don't have anywhere near the same vitriol. It's fucking. It's to love was my worst this year. I'm, I'm, it sucked. It was stupid. Not but I, but by like, that. no, I'm not gonna talk about it. Your yours should be like the note we end on. That was that was vitriol. That Fair was enough. that was heat. All right. Uh, I, I kind of knew that it was going to be number one for you. We, we you you went into our discussion with like here are my top five least favorite characters, most not even least favorite, most hated yeah. characters. Yeah, it was that was it was very clear that I was like, there's not like an upper echelon. All right, there's awesome. there's awful and then the worst here, <laughs> and like I put the one most people liked at like number two. So right. Um, yeah, not great, but uh, the audience also pretty much agreed universally with us. The worst recommendations for 2023 was Monster Musume at number three, Two Love Rue at number two, and then Earth Child at number one. Again, I'm still not on, uh, as like hard on Earth Child. You as fucking else. assholes! You people in there <laughs> trying to be like, oh, but it's so bad, it's good, it's funny. Look at you! Look at what you've done! You fucking hypocrites! Look what you did to me! <laughs> You said it as though you were saying it to other people, but you're very pointedly saying it about me. I'm sorry. Quinn, you dumb whore. You don't understand what just did to me. I would never do that to you. I would be very I would be much more childish about my dis- about my about how I did that. Quinn, Quinn, you stupid slut, don't you understand? The ch- the earth is a girl and she's dumb. I hate her. <laughs> That's the best pitch for this series I've ever heard. The earth is a girl and she's dumb. Um. So. Oh fuck. Let, let's um let's pick our favorite of the year uh and this is I, I think legitimately a very hard category uh mm-hmm. for me to to go through. I'm going to put my number three with an asterisk. And there's kind of an asterisk throughout this whole list in that I am not going to be putting Full Metal Alchemist on my list. Um, it does deserve it. It is the best, I think, of all of these series. But I I don't feel like it does anything to the world for me to encourage you. Like, I'm, it would be like me being like, let me rank my top ten favorite foods of all time. Number one, pizza. I'm like, everyone knows, okay? Like, I'm not right. I'm not leading you into anything. <laughs> so instead, if you were to be like, hey, if you were talking about your favorite recommendations this year, here are the three I talk about. And my number three would be She Loves to Cook. 
and She Loves to Eat, which I thought is such a cute series. I love its exploration of queer characters. I love that it is just about two women being cozy and comfy and like it's not afraid to talk about their their problems in life and it's also just like let's also showcase cool food and let's let this one girl be kind of an anxiety mess sometimes and the other one's just like super low-key chill and they're really really good for each other and it's it's just it's genuinely something that I, I i look back and i'm like what a great satisfying read like i'm mm. really i'm really glad to have read that uh, my number three is going to be Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, only number three because it's something that I have read before. But I do feel like I did definitely get something out of taking out of us taking this as a recommendation to help to just kind of remind myself of what is so good about the series and also like how so many series could benefit from uh, trying to. Not necessarily emulate it, but like look at it as like an example and see like, oh, here is a way to do like a really well-paced, well-constructed story with a lot of different types of very interesting characters. Uh, because there's a lot of series that do definitely feel like they, you know, will do the stuff that Full Metal Alchemist doesn't. Like it's like, okay, I don't have anything for a character to do. I guess they'll just, you know, show up for the battle and watch with twenty other characters who do nothing and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, no, like everyone should be doing something, even if it's not directly related to like the big fighty thing that's going on. Different characters can do different things, and that's yeah. fine. Uh, and just all sorts of different stuff. Uh, it. We we talked about the the series for like what an hour and a half when we talked about it before, and I still feel like there's more praise to heap upon it. Uh, so even though yes, read it before, I, I'm very very glad that we read it again. So I got a lot out of out of doing that, and that's why I wanted to include it on my list. Yeah, and I I understand why it's not on yours for the reasons you named, uh -huh. but that's my reason. Perfectly valid. Totally get it. Uh, my number two is going to be Young Ladies Don't Play Fighting Games. I am a, a sports girly at heart. I love to read series that capture competitiveness. Uh, I love that this is a, pretty much like an all-female cast for the most part is something I really, really enjoy. Uh, and I love how much this series legitimately makes me laugh. Like, I still have screen caps from this manga saved on my phone that I mm. look at sometimes. I'm like, fuck, that's really funny. Um, and this was just a pleasant surprise. Again, I got into fighting games for a real brief blip of this year. Uh, and this was just kind of a way to carry that enthusiasm, chase that dopamine to a new medium. And it worked out really well. I really, really enjoyed reading this one. And this is definitely a series that like I'm looking forward to following as more comes out. Yep, absolutely. Uh, to go back to what you were saying as your number three, my number two is she loves to cook. She loves to eat. Uh, that, like I said before, the series that, you know, took me by surprise in terms of like what was explored within it on top of just doing the good stuff that I was expecting from it. Uh, I want to give particular attention to, I, I think we talked, we talked about it in, uh, the recommendation episode, the one where, uh, the main girl whose name escapes me at the moment, she like flashes back to the time when she was exploring her sexuality and and realizing that she was attracted to women and the weird 
uh, you know, mostly online uh, searching that she was getting into and how weird an experience that was for her and how beaten down she felt up until she discovered someone else that she could connect with and how sad it was and then how happy things were yeah. uh, and how much warmer everything feels because, you know, like these characters haven't just always been happy. There's been this dissatisfaction in their lives and they make each other feel better and more whole. It's so Hopeful in a way. You could almost say like a kind of like a aesthetic for hope, like a hope core of some kind. Okay. So that's nice. Yeah. And- <laughs> Let me find you some quotes from the. No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, My number one uh, is uh, Blank Canvas, my so called artist journey. This was an emotional series to read and if you know me that's that's what i live for i love to feel things uh this life that we live in my mind is meant for us to experience emotions in in big ways and where she loves to cook and she loves to eat made me feel comforted and warm uh and young ladies don't play fighting games made me laugh and made me excited uh blank canvas my so-called artist journey made me reflect and i'm not even that old uh but it's legitimately just uh, a series that really spoke in a way that i appreciated Uh, again i've not read any of this mangaka's work before and i somehow still felt innately very connected with um what they had to say and (laughs) I'm like trying to ignore it that there's a conversation happening <laughs> in our chat. I, I just want to say that Blank Canvas was really, really special to me. Uh, I believe Mandela was the one who recommended this. And I, I think this is a series I'm going to carry in my heart a lot. Uh, it said a lot about mo- mentorship and teaching and how we treat certain people in our life who we maybe don't appreciate when we're young. Um, and it, it it meant a lot. So I really, really liked it absolutely and now i feel kind of awkward because i've just kind of like been following along a little bit behind you this whole time uh, uh-huh. with our best list because my number one series is young ladies don't play fighting <laughs> games <laughs> your honorable mention was my number three your number three <laughs> was my number two <laughs> yeah uh now your number two is my number one uh but yeah i freaking love this series like i said before i keep on like being like oh when do I get to read more? Oh, I gotta wait more for it. <laughs> um, I love how intense the fighting game aspect of it actually is. How sincere it actually is in terms of like these girls fucking are obsessed yeah. with this. I love how I love the way that it portrays the community, which in reality is not this universally positive yeah <laughs> fighting game communities have a mixed reputation which from mixed what i understand reputation. if you do get into it it, it can be very supportive but it, it also um not sometimes right <laughs> so. uh and i love like i, I honestly like it, I wish that there were more stuff outside of like the tournament scene because some of those early bonding moments that they have where they just like stay up literally all night playing fighting games, apparently like every night. 
<laughs> I mean, it's weird because it also captures a part of myself where, like, I used to go over to my friend's house, like, I was a teenager, oh, yeah. but playing, like, Smash Brothers over and over and over again and be like, no, you can't be Jigglypuff anymore. You're too good at, at using rest. This is bullshit. <laughs> like, I don't, it's just the idea of, like, the the camaraderie that builds as you play video games late into the night with people is something I really, really, like, kind of appreciate. That one part where they everyone's blaming her, or not blaming her, but criticizing her for being obsessed with the new move that her main has. And they're like, that move's useless. Stop trying to do it. And then she has her big tournament yeah. match where she used it to counter perfectly. And she's like, ha ha! I knew it was good. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. So satisfying. Uh, an awesome series uh and i look forward to more yeah great great year uh nick just uh to, to, to get us in the mood to talk about more manga uh what if i were to say to you one day you'll be so excited to wake up in the morning it'll be hard to sleep because you're so excited and full of <laughs> i'm talking to the wrong person <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to talk to Garfield about how cool Monday is going to be. I'm like, no, no, you don't get it this time. You might like it. Nick, we talked a long time about the manga we kept over this year. Oh but, yeah, we did. <laughs> but let's talk about the uh, manga that we discussed weekly, and let's go through those. We do have to go uh, a little bit quicker because I think we may have uh, spent a while just talking about recommendations. A lot of good ones this yeah, year. We did. Uh, but I'm going to try to uh, keep a little bit of a pace here. So we're going to start really okay. quick with the series that we dropped from the recap this year, yes. which happens a lot. A lot of manga come out. Uh, we don't keep them all. Probably kept too many this year. But we we do. Uh, yeah, we talk we talk about them. Uh, so let's just kind of run through these real quick. Kill Blue, unfortunately, is still God. running and successful in the magazine. Successful, yeah. yeah. It's 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 rising up there. It seems like it's going to be for me another Sakamoto days. But honestly, probably worse. <laughs> oh, it's, because it's significantly it's, worse. I, no I, one seems to like it that we know. I was so. gonna say I, I have not met a person like I've read Sakamoto days. Uh, I missed portions here and there but i've read sakamoto days and i'm like even if this I, I like this and even if i didn't i can understand why people do kill blue i'm like i guess if you're eight this is pretty wow. wild but like i just don't <laughs> get it uh we also uh dropped do retry yes. the uh old school boxing series that uh was canceled not too far into its run uh, it's, uh, I thought that there were some parts where it seemed like it had a little bit of something to offer, but it just like did not pick, it did not escalate in the first three chapters. And then we were like, yeah, no. And that does seem to be the way that everyone else kind of felt about it. I, I felt a little vindicated by this. I'm not here to gloat about somebody's, uh, you know, uh, career, uh, failure or anything like that. Uh, you know, I'm not like, ha ha, this stupid thing. But this was a series that like, I remember when the first chapters came out, everyone was like, this is really good. Like, holy shit. The guy from bone collection has gotten so good. And I just remember being like, did he? I mean, this is better than Bone Collection, certainly, but that was 
a very low bar to clear. Yeah, like, I don't even know if your feet had to leave the ground to clear that bar. Um, so I, I am sad to see that uh, the the artist, the manga, whose name I am unfortunately blanking on right now, um, will have to, you know, try again or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, but yeah, this was do not... Do retry again. Yeah, do retry to make a better manga. I said that before. It's still true now. Um, we also uh, should talk about Martial Master Sumi, which is a series I think a lot of people want us to pick up again and read yes. again. Uh, we kind of said that we were like, I do like this, but I don't know how successful this is going to be. And uh, we both had kind of mixed thoughts on how here on Hinamaru Zumo went eventually. Mm-hmm. So we didn't pick it up, uh, but there was kind of like a caveat, like maybe we'll pick it up back up later. And I held off on the idea of it because it seemed sure to get canceled. Uh, and it, it it's not popular. To be very clear, this is not like right. a successful series, but it is still running because other it's stuff in has there. been canceled around it. Yeah, so this might end up kind of being like a Cypher Academy or mm-hmm. like a, a Magu-chan where like this runs for like a year and a little bit and some change, but eventually... I feel like it, it it might get canceled, so um, I don't know if we'll pick it back up, but this might be something to take as, like, a recommendation one day to be like, oh, we'll read it, because yeah. everybody says this is, like, really fucking good. Yeah, uh, I think that if we weren't at the point already where we were like, we've got too many series in the recap, that we'd be giving this more, more strong yeah. consideration. We also what, covered... But what, how, what, what can you do, Nick? We can't get rid of Two on Ice for this. No. No, we can't. Uh, speaking of ice, we also <laughs> dropped ice head gill like immediately. Yeah. Like I think we dropped we dropped it essentially in chapter one uh, <laughs> when we were just gonna like, all right, he's this ice explorer guy, okay. And honestly, I can't tell you too much more about it. I don't really remember. Nobody beats gill when it comes to the axe, Nick, including in this magazine. <laughs> Oh, everyone's made that joke. I, I, I wish I could take credit for it. I, I think people have been making that joke about Icicle since like chapter four. Uh, we also uh, covered Mama Yu Yu, and I think that I was like, I, I basically threw a fuss until we agreed to not talk about it anymore. <laughs> no, that was fair. I'm I, I hate this. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've not picked up this again. I've heard. It, it has gotten interesting, um, but I have not looked into, like, why people are saying that. And I'll be honest, I don't really know what they could have done. Like, the premise didn't seem developed enough for me. I've heard the UU part. Like, she's just gone. <laughs> like, the demon yeah. lord. They were like, no, we haven't, we haven't needed her since chapter three. And that's not a great sign for a series called Mama UU. Uh, so not uh, super great there, but... You know, um, we'll see. I guess maybe some people will love it. I don't know. Uh, Kagurabachi, Reddit's favorite manga, Peak Fiction. Yeah. Uh, we we were kind of like going in. We kind of just like followed along with it for like the memes, I guess. And because like sometimes it was kind of cool. And eventually it was just like, it's just not it's just boring. Yeah, it's not we just we're not we did it's not boring care enough i don't love how it just kills people in a way that feels like it feels like it's trying to be like baby's first edgelord manga 
uh, mm. and just doesn't work. There's an antagonist right now. I don't know. They might have killed him. Who gives a shit? But he sucks. It, the manga's not good. Uh, it, we didn't keep it for the memes. We kept it on the idea of, like, maybe it'll get better. It'll maybe be, like, a better. mediocre series. But we already have, like, new sexorcists to talk about. Like, we have garbage in our laps. Like, we don't need to pile more garbage on top of it. Yeah, and at least this garbage is memorable kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, it's there's, like pictures in it and and like we like needles and you're like oh this is oh my god this is interesting uh garbage and then the other stuff is just brown gloop and you're like no i mean uh, i don't want throw that away yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing worth filtering out of there let me eat the rest of my garbage in peace please <laughs> uh finally we uh talked very recently about shadow eliminators still one right. of the worst names for a manga i've ever heard um it wasn't interesting, and we didn't talk about it. Uh, it is still very kind of unclear how popular, if any, this series will be. I think it's, like, in its sixth chapter, so, like, we haven't really gotten much uh, beyond, like, some YouTube metrics and stuff like that. Um, but who sh- we shall see. It's another Exorcist series, and if it doesn't yep. capture an audience, most of them don't, uh, won't be sticking around too long. Yeah, if this is a series that ends up quickly failing, I feel like if we look back in a few years, it's going to be the most forgettable, even more than I Said Gil. At least I Said Gil, it's like, oh, I know what that's about. It's about that kid with the ice axe guy thing. This one, it's like, Shadow Eliminators, which Exorcist series was that again? I don't remember. That's how it feels like it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, um... There was one more series that has uh, that has come and gone. Which was Dr. Stone, 4D Science. It's only three chapters, Nick. I only truly, three chapters. <laughs> truly baffles me. Uh, yeah. 4D Science. Four, three chapters. Yeah. Uh, this is a series we just talked about because the last two chapters literally came out, I think, last, or the last chapter, I should say, came out last week. Uh, the mm-hmm. last two, the last two weeks. Um, but uh, this is a series where we got to see a little bit more Doctor Stone and see how the world's yeah. kind of changed and get the premise of the idea that, like, okay, maybe uh, Biakia is going to come back. The end of the series kind of doesn't leave it open. It kind of makes it clear, like, oh, he's going to be there, but we don't actually get to see it or anything like that. So I guess you would have to leave it. You know, the Wikipedia is going to say, like, at the end of the plot, it's going to be like, and they find what seems to presumably be Biakia's corpse at the end or whatever. Inagaki's um, like, hey, so we're doing some for the iShield 21 anniversary. Can you give me some se- a series to, to to be in the magazine for it? Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we got that. Uh, we also, I don't think we've talked about this officially on the show yet, but coming up later this month, there's going to be an extra chapter of iShield 21. Uh, Murata and Inagaki are teaming up again to do this uh, chapter. Uh, I don't think it's officially being translated by viz at least i haven't heard any word of it being that way uh so we will likely have to uh, and i again made very clear please support official releases uh we are ice shield uh fanatics so in our minds uh we are going to find a way to consume what this chapter is about uh i don't know if we'll we'll, we'll find a way to talk about it somewhere maybe it'll be a bonus podcast or something else we, we will find a way to talk about this ice shield 21 chapter I'm looking right down the video scope right now to tell any of you out there in manga publisher land, re-release the manga, re-release the English manga. I don't want to spend $70 on the first volume of this series, but I want to have the first volume. Please re-release iShield 21 in English. Please, for the love of God. Yeah. Uh, So um, beyond that, 
let's talk about our, our regular series that we talked about this year. And we play the fun game where Nick yeah. tries to yeah. guess where the series was at this point in time. Ninja X3i, who helps us out with the show in, in so many ways you guys can't comprehend, uh, has uh, put together a list uh, of these series and given all the details. Uh, also challenged me to see if I could do it this year. Mm-hmm. So I did. Uh, I will note that it is, uh, I don't know where it'll play in the episode. I don't know if it'll show up at the end or if it's going to be interspliced, but I, I tried my hand at this and, uh, I will note that Ninja officially gave me a 2.5, uh, and potentially a three, (laughs) depending on uh, how fair you, uh, or how, um, uh, flexible you want to be. I did not do well. I also did not look at any of like the uh, polls ahead of time, which sometimes gives you a little bit of like uh, a gauge of where things mm. are. Um, but uh, I'll say that's that's the score you're trying to beat. I think you're going to be able to do it, Nick. Uh, so we're going to start off real quick with Ginka and Luna, which as yeah. we talked about ended this year in April. Nick, where was that the first time, uh, first chapter last year? Or this okay. year? Last year. So... Giga and Luna only lasted so long. Uh, it ended in April. Yep. So between three and well, between three and four full months. So that's about a dozen ish chapters. I'm going to say it was when. Oh God, I don't remember any characters' names. I'm going to guess that it was when she when when Luna met that weird edge lordy. Uh, mage the guy who had the, like the two kid mages who worked for him oh okay yeah uh i don't remember his name but i do know who you're talking Neither. about yeah uh, so that's 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 about the, the best realm i can guess for it uh you did uh worse than i did cool. <laughs> uh it turns out uh they were past that point already they uh, had met okay. with shahrazad and they were ending that fight oh, with yeah. shahrazad uh, Shahrazad sort of been defeated, and they introduced the idea like, oh, 10 elite magicians have Ginkgo's uh, body parts. Shit. And like the other kind of Edge Lord character, Locke, is there who's like, oh, I hate all mages. So it's it was sort of like. Right. Un- ends up going along with them afterwards. It ended up kind of trying to feel like the manga restructuring itself to see if it could get any new footing or anything like that. Uh, bit. And it, it did not, unfortunately. Uh, okay. So I don't feel I feel glad that I'm not a complete mess because uh, I was like Nick might run the gamut on this I might look like a fool. Uh, Akane Banashi, Nick, where do you think Akane Banashi was at the start of last year? So this is going to actually take me a little bit of figuring out because I have a strong feeling that Akane was doing like a training thing. She wasn't uh-huh. in the middle of a competition. She was like learning a story. So. If I think about it, Akane Banashi is at like what ninety. It's it's going to be like chapter one hundred soon. Yes. Uh, so it, this would be in the forties. So she was learning a story. It's too late for it to be when she was learning Jugemu. So so it must be after she won. It's got to be after that she won that first competition. So she was learning a story. I think that she was learning. The next one she, I remember her doing a big training thing after that was Master Urara, uh-huh. the uh, the female Rakugoka, uh, where she was learning the uh, seduction thing. Um, I don't remember what part of the lesson that it was in, but that whole sequence was like she's learning it from her. 
she's told you don't know how to be seductive and stuff go on a date and she doesn't want to go on the date and she ends up going on a on a date with jumbo without telling him uh and then learns that the secret is like just be comfortable around a guy basically yeah <laughs> Um, I don't know exactly what part of that sequence it's in, though. Okay, so uh, I'll say this. Um, if you're willing to get a point, then I, I get a full point. I think the way I phrased this was it, she was definitely learning fetching tea. And I think I was like, I think she maybe has just met Master Arara or she has just been told you're ill-suited for this kind of story or something like that. Um, Ninja will be able, I guess, to be the arbiter of all this. But yeah, it was it was kind of right there. She goes to do the date with Jimbo at the end of the chapter. She's okay. trying to learn it, everything like that. That's that's yeah. Well, I think we both kind of were, so were in the so right the point chapter, there. So you're saying the chapter's not when they're on the date. It's like right when she's I, I, going to go on it. If I'm understanding correctly, it is the chapter where she decides to date Jimbo. She doesn't. She's not on the date though. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. okay. Uh, Black Clover, Nick. Where do you think Black Clover was? This is tricky uh, because there was so little Black Clover <laughs> this year. Um, so there's the time skip and everything. So um, given that my honestly, if I'm going to go for like a memorable, like kind of like bookmark sort of moment, I'm going to guess that it was like when the seven headed dragon thing had shown up and all of the, uh, the Eastern country mages had to fight it. Mm. You're a lot closer than I was. I I was really bad on this one. Uh, it, it is basically during that fight. Uh, I think this is when uh, it looks like the, 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 what, what do they call them? Ryu's and seven are kind of looking yes. like they're doing well. Uh, and then a bunch of angels show up. I think paladins is what they call them. And paladins mm -hmm. show up and kind of start fucking things up a little bit. And we get uh, the flashback with a chica to show that uh, she was the one who killed her her clan, not Yami. And he basically, you know, he, he protected her from that knowledge and whatnot. Um, gotcha. And I think like Asta saves her at the end. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're fairly close. Uh, I'm not the arbiter. Um, leave that for Ninja to decide. I was way off. I was like, I think Asta had woken up in the land of the sun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, you're right. I, I legit was like, they might still be fighting the demon from the last arc. <laughs> I, I, I was way <laughs> off. There's like two or three that I'm like crazy off on. And this is one of them. Um, so not not great. Uh, but uh, I tried blue box, Nick. Where was where were we on Blue Box? Blue Box had an interesting year. Um, we got to the point where finally Taiki uh, and Chinatsu confessed to each other, but that was like halfway ish through the year. Um, all the stuff with Ayame happened. Not all the stuff with Ayame, but it, there was some stuff with Ayame that I think got involved with it, but I don't think that it had anything to do with her. I think that this was actually come to think of it didn't okay this is a weird bookmark for me all right uh i feel like around valentine's day we saw yumeka on a date with her boyfriend and if that is the case then this must have been like right around the time that that arc with yumeka and getting her involved in basketball again basketball again must have started like either it was so either it was like the chapter where you just 
like saw her at the end and they recognized each other or it was the the chapter where like she confronted Chinatsu about like oh you're not taking basketball seriously because here you are on a date with a guy yeah uh, kind of thing uh I think uh, you're pretty spot on on this one as well. It is when they first meet with uh, Yumika. Uh, this is uh, characters talking about their Christmas plans. Uh, and that eventually is what leads to like kind of more of the feelings between Chinatsu and Taiki kind of coming together. Um, so I-, I think you're pretty spot on with that. I think this is the one where he finds out he has a cavity. And at the end, he's like, oh, I have to go get it <laughs> well, fixed. Yeah. And then she's the <laughs> dead, like the receptionist. Yeah. Uh, so I think really, really good there. Again, I was way far off on this one. I was like, maybe this is like the fallout after he lets down Hina. Like they're at school. I was trying to like play it by like, because like it's a sequential series. Like holidays are kind of our benchmark. And I was right. like, he he falls in love with Chinatsu in like a winter break. And I'm trying to like pace it forward. I was like that. That was like kind of early midway through the year. And it was like a month or so of chapters. So I was like trying to do it. I completely just skipped what happened around Christmas and I shouldn't have. Uh, so fully on me. Boruto Next Generation, Nick. Let's talk about uh, what, what was uh, your, your favorite here? Usually we also talk about how these series ran this year. I guess we should note like Blue Box, Akane Banashi, have had like incredible amazing years black clover um mixed stuff all all sorts of things but boruto right for Nick. understandable reasons yeah i thought black clover like we were on a really nice track at the end of last year and uh then things start it started to feel more like the black clover that i'm not fond of uh and then it went on a long break and uh now it's like okay at least this is a good pace for the series for tomato's health uh, Blue Box and Kai Banashi both killing it though. Yes, both very good. Yes, Boruto still sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine where it was at the start of last year though? I think I can, and helpfully, uh, Ninja has left the note that Boruto Naruto Next Generations ended in April, which is good for me because that lets me know when the time skip actually happened. So, Boruto's a monthly-ish series uh-huh. uh, sometimes bi-weekly sometimes monthly I, I, for, I don't know the exact pace of it so there's only so much that can have happened between April and the start of the year so that whole thing ends with Boruto getting branded as a traitor because Kawaki has switched places with him yes so given that general pacing I'm going to guess that this chapter is like at the point that Kawaki decides that he needs to kill Boruto and starts putting that plan in motion. So it's before, so it has to be before the dement, all the uh, alternate reality stuff happens. It has to be before he's on the run. So it might be even when he can, he, um, when he, uh, what's the frick? I, why am I even bothering to try and remember the name of this technique? <laughs> when he puts Naruto and Hinata in the the, the, the prison dimension thing. Yeah, uh, you get a point for that for sure. That's the chapter. Uh, everyone was leaving the house. Uh, Kawaki goes and seals Naruto and Hinata away. Uh, and then he's like, I have to kill Boruto. Uh, again, I was a little too early on this. I still thought we were in the fight with Bor- uh, Boruto and Code and everybody. Because uh, I remember that was going on when I was in the code cosplay and there's a little bit, but I forgot how long they were in the fucking house for. 
and all the stupid like Boruto is such a mess of like here here are six characters having a fucking long elaborate conversation with no engaging paneling with no engaging content about fucking nonsense made up bullshit war like lore and words and, and Ada, Ada you, and Serata and Samira are just like sitting in a bed having a sleepover. You know, that's yeah. just kind of it. And you're like, cool, I guess this is content. Like uh, I'm reading. It's like reading the fucking glossary in Final Fantasy 13. You're like, ooh, what what elaborate lore building. Now I know what a Lassie and a Falci is. Like, <laughs> eat my ass. I don't care. Uh, Chainsaw Man. Nick, where was Chainsaw Man at the start of the, uh, last year? feel bad about this one because i was reminded of this because uh this one uh an audience pick uh for like one of the coolest things that one of the possible moments this year uh it's 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 the aquarium spear i like okay. pretty pretty straightforward it's like it's the aquarium spear thing uh yeah depend what, what do you mean by the aquarium spear because there's a chapter where she makes it and a chapter where she uses it Okay, so let me think about how that plays out. So the aquarium spirit, which she uses it, is just the action and the conclusion to all that. Yeah, she fights, so, D- Denji meets a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I feel like we talked about the... I feel like we talked about the stuff that happens before that this year, as in the part where um, she decides she she comes up with the plan to, quote unquote, buy the aquarium so that she can use it as a weapon. So I I guess that the the, my guess would be um, the one where she makes the aquarium spear. Yes, uh, if if that's what you're going with. Yeah, it's it's where she and Denji bond. Uh, she helps like gather money and everything, and then she buys the aquarium at the end. Uh, so this was uh, again, I was far off on this one, but in the other way, I thought maybe we had started with the falling devil this year. The aquarium feels like a hundred years ago to me. Guys, um, so I was surprised to find out that was the start of last year. Uh, but Chainsaw Man has had a wild experience over the past year. Uh, I mean. Uh, so much has happened. So many different characters, uh, things changing, dynamics shifting. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit of it when we get to best speeches. But like, like her whole relationship kind of starting with Denji and then ending. Nar- uh, Naruto mm-hmm. kind of showing up as like a character in the show or in the story. Um, all of like the hybrid devils showing back up. The Chainsaw Man Church. All that's this year. So it was a busy year for Chainsaw Man. That's why I. Re- that's why I know it happened this year. Because people kept on sharing, like, you know, like favorite, like, awe, heart, heartwarming moments is when uh, Denji talks about how she reminds him of power. Yeah. And that was this year. So that was why I knew it. Yeah. It had to be this year. So. There, was, there was definitely good stuff. Now, Nick, where do you think Cypher Academy was at the start of last year? There was only so much that it could have been because it was like. It's like chapter five or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, his showdown with um, why am I blanking on her name? It's Yugata, right? The um, trauma, the trauma, trauma queen. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's right. That's got to be right around when it happened. I might be a little bit early on that. 
but that's got to be right around there. I think you're a little you're. I don't know if you're early or late. Uh, it is not that part. It is when they're doing the murder mystery uh, thing uh, that they set up. Where really? It's like a four person thing. Yeah. Uh, I forgot how early on this would be. Uh, and uh, Cypher Academy has such a strange pace to it that I thought they might have even been into the point of doing the uh, class leading private exam. Uh, which I think might have come out. So I guess I think the Yugata thing maybe comes out early and he's like, I won't lose again at this point or whatever. Late. Yeah. So um, it's. Uh, uh, oh, the Cassatech Quartet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So when 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 he encounters Obero and, and stuff. And yes. Sorry. Yeah. I, I don't know. There, was there okay. another murder mystery in the series? I'm forgetting. Well, the the I think it all feeds into that as the big thing. The, I, I thought you were talking about when they team up in like groups of five and they're all in character as each other yeah isn't uh, that that's what i that's later mm, i'm not sure because uh part that one of the two-page spread options is like the, the class group showing up and like being posing and all that sort of stuff isn't it well yeah that i'm saying that 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 part of the series took place later in the year yeah i'm dumb ninja will explain okay. it to you <laughs> All right. The point, <laughs> the point is, we're wrong. All <laughs> so. right. Cypher Academy, it's been a very fun series for us to talk about. It is seemingly oh. all signs point to it being uh, on uh, the its last legs. Like it's it's gone in the final stretch, basically, because it kind of has to wrap stuff up. Uh, the, the whole, you know, art VR Academy thing, suddenly the second half of it we just skipped uh, mm-hmm. in order to get to the point we are now. Uh, so I would guess at this point that maybe we've only got like a couple months more, uh, yeah. at most, but we've had a really good time. You and I have at least. Yeah. Uh, we've had a great series. time. Uh, this might go down as one of the series that we've enjoyed that like just most of the audience is kind of lukewarm on. Um, yeah. but that's fair. I, I enjoyed it. I, it's a different, the, the, the important thing is we're at a different point in time than the point where we were enjoying it. And every week everyone's like, I fucking hate Cypher Academy. I hate this stupid ass series. The puzzles don't make sense. Uh, now everybody's just accepted the puzzles don't make sense. Yeah. That was, I think a big moment of clarity for me. It was like, I don't have to try and solve these puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in Zero, Nick, everybody's favorite series. Let's talk about it. Where was it at the start of last year? I. So this is complicated by the fact that Eden Zero went away for a little while yes. uh, because all of a sudden it was no longer available on Crunchyroll, along with a bunch of other Kodansha series because they put out their own manga app, which we both hate. Uh Given, however, that the timing of it was in such a way where they did the um, the time loop thing and then immediately we couldn't read it anymore and until it came back on the app uh, and then we came back to discover, oh, wow, we missed nothing of value while it was gone. I think it must be like at the start of that whole adventure thing. Oh, especially because like, we were experiencing that and observing like Undead on Luck is doing this thing way better, this entire plot point way better. Yeah. So I think it must just be like right at the start of that, like they're on like Ziggy's planet or something like that. Uh, 
uh, like Rebecca must like have met either either she has just met Ziggy or she meets Ziggy in the first chapter that of the year something like that do you mean Ziggy the robot grandpa sorry (laughs) Sheiky yes (laughs) um yeah 100 full point on you this is one of the ones i nailed as well because of that i i do recall that i was like we did get to talk about the early at the early point of the year and it disappeared and i remembered the chapter we left on we were like if this doesn't come back this is kind of a conclusion for this series mm-hmm. as like hey we made it to the good universe isn't that great uh because yeah it's basically just the first chapter again uh but they're like actually what if the robots don't have to die isn't this great universe uh zero where there's no consequences to everything everybody lives and you're like okay like i'm into hope court but this is this is weak (laughs) (laughs) it sucks ass i don't know what to tell you uh it's like a repost of the hope court video that you've seen a whole bunch of times and it's like i can tell that you reposted this like i can see uh, you know, it's 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 not the best quality. You've uploaded just like the 480p version. So <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen I've seen this slide before. Yeah, I, we were girls once. I get it. Um, it ends too soon because you wanted to cut out the bit where it has the actual the original poster signature yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there's not a lot to say about Ian Zero this year. It has been bad uh, in new ways for heroes work. Uh, it's been, I guess maybe less horny, uh, excluding like the chapter where we find out Moscow is a hidden Dom. Um, but like for the most part, it hasn't been like memorably stupid in the way like Ziggy keeps all the naked moms in his palace or anything. There's no, there's been no bombs shoved up people's butts and stuff. We've been desperate for like, just give us something stupid. (laughs) Just give us something like enjoyably stupid, please. The 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 closest one would be uh, Void is Shiki and Rebecca's child from another universe who forced its like platonic essence into a new universe to get built with a robot body. That yeah. has genetic material like makeup from its parents. Like that's very dumb. But even that's not like fun dumb. It's just one of these things you're like, yeah. God, this is really embarrassing. Uh, and we've also been stuck in this stupid time. Like, let's go for one page to a time 20,000 years ago. Like, eat me. This sucks. So Absolutely. not good. Uh, but let's talk about a manga that's been a pleasant surprise. Won't be a ton to say right now, but Green Green Greens has started this yep. year. We've been talking about it. We added officially to the recap. This is a fun sports manga about golf, of all things. Uh, I think we both really, really like that our main protagonist has kind of like, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it, like kind of a shit heel <laughs> tendencies to him at times. Like he's kind of pathetic and he's, he's, he's kind of shifty, but he is ultimately a good kid and you do... I think we found him to be uh, compelling. He's gotten a surprising yeah. amount of like MVP and like best series votes for a series that has only been running for like eight chapters or something like that. So this has been one of the more uh, impactful new series I think we've gotten this year. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it sticks around for a bit. It's kind of too early to yeah. tell at this point. Uh, we, I mean, hey, we could... This time next year, we could be saying it's been great to have green, green, greens yes. around. We could be saying, "Wow, green, green, greens really went not went off a cliff, didn't it?" Or we could be saying, "Man, remember green, green, greens? Remember green, Shit. green, greens? God, what <laughs> sure. a good time!" Uh, yeah, no we, clue. We shall see. Uh, hopefully, it gets the right votes. Kaiju number eight, though, Nick has been running for quite a bit now. Ran through all of last year. Could you tell me where it was at the start of twenty twenty three? So I actually, on my way home from work, I was I was thinking about manga 
and where they were last year because I was like, I got to do my best to hold my own this time. <laughs> you know? oh, I, I, I believe you've already surpassed me. It, it doesn't it's... matter. <laughs> uh, but I was th- trying to think like, it's either at some point during this long series of battles we've had, or it's like Ichikawa's training right before. Mm. And I was like going back and forth on this for a while. And I am going to just guess that we were in the fights by this point. And if we were in the fights, it would have had to be um, Kikoru versus number 15, I think is the the number of her weird clone thingy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And probably early on in it too. Like that, that's my best guess. So you'll get like kind of, I think maybe a half point for that. You are correct. It was during the fights. It's actually even a little bit earlier than that. It's when they kind of ID the different uh, Kaiju and they start like kind of so separating just, like, and we start yeah we start getting like okay this is who this this is who gen's gonna fight this is who uh hoshida's gonna fight etc like all that sort of stuff again i was off on this one i thought i was like no we must have done like the training arc this year i forgot how long these fights were and it's yeah. kind of a regular series so it's, I, a, it's a bi-weekly series too yeah, yeah. so I, I went even earlier than that i was like oh it's before the training arcs i think it's when a show gets captured uh, or something like that uh, but that kind no, of shows geez. how uh, Kaiju number eight has kind of uh, a crazy pacing at times. Um, it's been, I think, an interesting year for Kaiju number eight. It succeeded in using fights in a shonen way to make me mm-hmm. excited about characters. Uh, Hoshida is definitely one of my like big uh, choices for like character of the year. I thought like his stuff was really, really good. Uh, and Ashino, uh, or yeah, Ashino, uh, she had a great year. <laughs> In terms of like, oh, she's a character now with cool moments who does things and has like a personality and a backstory. And that's yeah. pretty, pretty grateful to have. Um, so that's a big one. I yeah, it, I feel like Hydra number eight has had like a return to form. I feel like towards the tail end of last year, we were like, Kaiju number eight hasn't been as good. I like this stuff that they're doing with Ichikawa. No. But I, I feel like this was very much just like cool fights that make you care about most of the characters who are fighting more. There was one, there was one where we were just like, still don't care about you. <laughs> uh, Nick, let's talk about another series that ended this year. Mashal magic and muscles. Nick, could you tell me where Mashal was at the start of this year? Last year? Oh man. Oh, I have always been bad. <laughs> knowing where Ma- Mashal was, it's got such a. If it helps, this is one of the ones I was like obscenely I, off on. I. Okay, I'm just going to assume that it. Because it must have been like in the lead up to like the conclusion. I'm going to guess that. And this might even still be going back too far. I'm guess I'm gonna guess that like Mash was like getting that weird key cranked in his back. Oh yeah. The, I know exactly that what way, you're talking about. That happened for a while. I know <laughs> I'm guessing that it happened like around the start of that. Yeah. So you kind of fell into the same pitfall I did where I was like, I don't, there was like two different time periods where MASH was just like out and people needed out. to stall for him. 
And I was also like, I think it might be that point. I, I was like, oh, he must be fighting. Because like, uh, the different uh, Canes were fighting uh, the brothers. And I was like, I guess I just got to call my shot. Was the pudding guy this year? I remember that was like a big thing. Uh, no, this is like way further in. This is uh, the, the fight against Doom is happening. Uh, and, oh, jeez. Uh, Doom's reached like 100% and all this sort of stuff. So we, we still have this point of like Doom has to get defeated and then Innocent Zero has to be fought. But there's like a whole period in between where Mash gets killed and he has to get his heart back and everyone has to protect his body. And like there's just a bunch, just a bunch of stuff happening. <laughs> Got it. No, I mean, look, we t- I think we said at the time that it felt like Mashal ended at the, the perfect time in the perfect yeah. way for it. Like it, it, you look at that entire thing. And it's like, I don't even know if there was any pressure on this to, uh, to end this series or if, or if it was just like, it feels like it ended the way it was planned to honestly. Yeah. Uh, so went, went in, did what it was good at, got out. And uh, you, I believe you commented at the time that uh, the author was like, I hate doing weekly manga. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, Hey dog, thanks for the money, but this shit sucks. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt at a lot of my job. I was like, I actually uh, learned in the process of doing this that I, I hate this. I, so I'm going to not, if I could anymore, but thank, thank you for the money. <laughs> it's appreciated. My yeah. uh, hero academia, Nick, one of the big ones of this year could you tell me a series famous uh for having uh, extendedly long sagas that are very difficult to uh process can you tell me where my hero academia was at the start of 2023 guys uh some time ago i rather infamously forgot that the year had begun with chapter 1000 (laughs) of one piece uh and uh yeah that haunted me in that one but let me tell you guys that that's not what I'm about. I'm not the big One Piece guy. I have great appreciation for it. I've been a fan of it for a long time. In terms of like keeping track of stuff that happens in it, no, no, I don't have the brain for that. It's just not in my DNA. You know, it is in my DNA. The best arc of My Hero Academia, the fucking school festival okay. arc, and when <laughs> stuff associated with the school festival arc happens, it don't come out of this brain. This is the return of La Brava. Wow, he called his shot and he fucking made it. Yeah, this is the Bravo's return. Uh, I think skeptic, or not skeptic, uh, gentleman. He's doing his hack. He is, uh, well, gentle didn't show up yet. That gentle shows up like soon after this, yeah. But yeah, La Brava hacks into skeptic's uh, whole thing and starts messing up his shit. And then she starts live streaming everything that's going on. Yeah, that, yeah, you did great. I, I had no idea. I was like... I can't say they're fighting all for one. That literally happened throughout all of this year. So I just had to predict a chat. I was like, I don't, is it the one Jiro shows up in? I have no, I, I had no idea for this. I couldn't even have begun to tell you. Absolutely. I, I, it's the, 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 you had a great the entire, shot there. Well, the entire sequence against all for one take took so long. And you have to think as well that other stuff did happen this year beyond that. Yeah. The stuff with Toka and Uraraka yes. happened. There were other aspects of the battle that were going on. The stuff with like Dobby. I was going to say Dobby, I think, is part of this. Yeah. There has been a lot that has actually happened. This isn't just the Naruto war where, <laughs> where nothing happens for a long time. There have been big moments that it were where stakes were established and they did all conclude this year, except for the last one. So... 
we did make progress this year. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Even though Bakugo had to be dead for an entire year, we made progress eventually. Yes. <laughs> uh good stuff. I think I think my hero has picked up a return to form in the later half of the year a lot. Um as it like started to deal with some of these conflicts. I haven't always loved it, but I've appreciated it. And I think one thing uh is that I I enjoy uh not feeling like I need to constantly get uh big pop returns. It's like a Royal Rumble. Like for a while it was like a Royal Rumble where it's big favorite after big favorite and you're like, guys, I need a minute to catch my breath. I'm overstimulated, please. Someone someone help me out here. Uh now it feels more like all right, there's a pace. We go up, we go down, and I've been enjoying it a lot more. I think this has been a good year for my hero, even though it's been uh a, a like a year where we're like, okay, I want Horikoshi to end this so he can get rest because this is obviously not easy to draw. So uh, I wish him a very healthy and happy 2024 and hopefully he can get some rest as he, he finishes uh, what is going to be considered a modern, modern classic amongst Shonen manga. Mm-hmm. New uh, sex exorcist, Nick. New sexist. Where yeah. It started this year. You don't have to guess. How'd you feel about it? What do you love? Uh, Top 10 favorite moments from new sex exorcist. Go. Uh, it's very hard. Number to one, their shirt, their, their bikini tops fall off, and they don't know how to put them back on. <laughs> and number two, that guy pissing himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number three, Zeno in his underwear. It happened a couple times, I think. Uh, number four, look, not related by blood, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's hot." <laughs> my God, look, guys, we have gotten so much mileage out of this stupid fucking series. Uh, so I'm glad that we've had it. If things do keep going at the current pace, we are going to drop this. Though <laughs> it's, we've got to look. This is show. This series is never going to be good, but it needs to stop being bad in the way it's being bad right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, we shall see. The series is like in this weird mix between like sometimes it's really horny and bad, and then sometimes uh, it's just bad bleach. And bleach was already yeah. kind of bad, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm in this weird space of like I don't know which quality i want because both are really upsetting at certain times uh but yeah uh i don't know let's move on let's talk about everybody's favorite nick can you tell me where one piece was at the start of 2023 i don't know if i can uh, I can at least tell you they were on Egghead, uh, but okay. So here's things things I know happened this year. I know that like York got revealed as the the traitor, yes. but I don't know exactly when that happened. Um, I think that we had hints that there was some sort of saboteur but like i don't think that she just man i don't know the <laughs> stuff that happened in the build for this i feel like i'm going to guess like it's when she fucking is revealed but i think that that's too early but i don't know what else to say because i can't <laughs> this, name anything else of relevance this, that happened on the island this is one of those moments where i had to say uh ninja was just like if you can name a thing that happens in this chapter you can get a point and that's where i'm like fuck this is one of those chapters where like 17 things happened 
And I'll note, I was way early with my predictions. I felt kind of ashamed because I, w- I, I was on the wrong track. Uh, but if you could name uh, one of the things that happened this year in those, okay. like... It's when they discover the fucking vending machines. That no, that no. Okay, you're done. <laughs> you're good. Uh, no, the, this, this is one of those chapters uh, where we did spend a little bit of time in Egghead Island. Oh. Right, where they were like, they were like, let's check in on Kid and Law. Yes, yes. Gar- it was it really. Was, it was Kid showing up on Elbath. Uh, Kuma reaches the red line, and then Garp's gonna save Kobe. The like, which all Fuck. things that they kind of like eventually talk about this year. But there was so much. I I was way off. I was like, maybe this is the chapter. I know this just got animated recently, so maybe this is too soon. But they they reveal that Buggy. And Luffy are the new emperors. Uh, and like maybe this was I still thought like I was like they might be at like the very, very tail end of Wano. Cause I right. in my mind I was like, I don't feel like we've been an egghead that long, but I think it's just because we, we keep bouncing to different stories that it's hard exactly. for me to like process what is Egghead Island. It's uh it's been the bouncing around uh the world to check in on different things. It's been the flashback with Kuma and Bonnie, and it's been that One Piece is essentially a three chapters a month series at this point. Yes. So it doesn't get as far along as you would expect it to. Uh, so I knew that we were on Egghead, but yeah, just like the amount of jumping around and stuff that has been happening, I I didn't even take that into account. I just yeah. was like, I don't remember what the fuck happened on Egghead up until like the actual plot starts happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, legitimately, uh, it was hard to, like, nail down. It's It's been more fluid since then, but, like, One Piece, especially at the start of, like, Egghead Island, was like, I'm going to jump around a lot, and you're like, fuck. Because they, they would do the thing where they'd keep, like, the narration to be like, this this will be an incident that will change the world forever, but now we go to another incident fuck. that will change the world forever. I'm like, fuck, I'm never... I feel like now is actually going to be a really good... Nick, put this in your no- your noggin. You, cool. you you let down you let everybody down about chapter one thousand. <laughs> Kuma's flashback is over. That's all you need to remember. We're out of okay. the Kuma flashback. So store that in your brain noggin. Little nugget. Right. Save it for later. I'll try. I'll tr- I'll put it in a I'll put in a paw bubble over here uh, and then absorb it later. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about another series that ended this year. We only got to talk about this for a brief part of 2023, okay. but that would be PPP, PPP, the musical manga that made us all sing. Did it? Nah, Did it though? No. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, but it was an enjoyable series and it's uh, Baroqueness. Yeah, this is a tricky one because um, after the competition between Lucky and Fanta's teams, just nothing like really of importance happened, but there was like a little bit of stuff that was just kind of like, here were some things that I was planning to do and now we're just going to not do them. <laughs> um, yeah. I kind of wanted to just talk about, say it was like, it's the chapter we meet Dawn. It's a great guess. That's a great guess. right around there. Yeah. Um, but I think that this was in the flashback with, um, fucking what's his face the guy who was like a hippie at the time he's like kind of tells the story about how he met dodada yes Dada. i think that it i think that it's within his flashback so 
I'll let Ninja decide if you get a point there. This is a flashback. It's Gakuwan's flashback that I think might oh. involve Dada to some extent. I, I think, think I think Dada's flashback is like right before the end. I think like we do Dada's flashback and it's like an end chapter. It felt very whiplashy. Okay. We were just like, why did we spend yeah, like two chapters focusing on Dada or whatever? Um, right. If it's Gakuwan's flashback, it's it's about how he met uh, Lucky India's his, his mother. Yeah. So, um, so I, I will note. Um, not uh, a, a memorable end for the series. It kind of it very uh, like felt sudden. There were a lot of plot points that kind of came up and came out and, and then left. As you mentioned, Don was brought up and we never got to know what his deal was. It's a shame. Uh, if you are curious, the manga for the series is drawing a uh, Magical Girl series. I need to look up the name of it, uh, but I believe it is available on Manga Plus. So I'm going to see if I can't get that name. Uh, real quick for you, but did you have any big thoughts on uh, PPPs? And I guess cause it's really all we could talk about. That's basically it. Yeah, uh, this was, I guess, at the point where it was kind of like, well, the series is just going to end. But we kept on kind of second guessing it because the of the pace at which things were going. And so when it does end, it's it just ends on a very sudden, unexpected note. And it's like at the end, and that's just it. Uh, we did, however, get some uh, some sense of closure for a couple of the side characters, sure. including that Mimin and Maloli are definitely girlfriends. It's it's canon, and you can't convince our audience otherwise. That's the chapter I guessed. I was like, I couldn't remember specifically what happens at the end. I just know that's there, that there was like a chapter like that. And I, I remember calling at that point. I was like, this feels very conclusive in a way that makes me think this series is ending. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Mapalo 3 is new series magical magical girl subame i will not save the world is available on manga plus so if you are interested you can check out i know we have quite a few fans of uh, uh apollo 3's work in our discord people love pvp so you can find more if you're interested yeah, um, we also had fun doing our uh, our guessing games our yes. wrestling guessing games uh, when we were covering that series yeah nick you want to start a two on ice guessing game uh, uh, I'm thinking of a tag team. Uh, they were racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me unwind the scroll. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna start with Mexico, and you let me know. <laughs> oh, racist gimmicks. Yeah, oh, no, I no. thought you were talking about the Harris twins. <laughs> okay. You were like. Uh, let me uh, the Briscoe brothers. Yeah, you're um, like, let me just start naming fabulous freebirds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So no, uh, let's let's talk real quick about uh, Spy Family. Uh, this is a series we've been talking about all year. It's been very very good. Could you tell yeah. me where this was? My timeline, unfortunately, for this series is kind of messed up because uh, I'm watching the anime while also reading the manga. So there's like stuff like. When did that happen is like confusing it for me. Um, I think that we had met Damien's mother by this point, which means that I think that this took place during the bus jacking mm. uh, in terms of exactly when it happened, because it was only a handful of chapters. Um, I guess it's when Anya gets the bomb strapped around her neck if you need me to be specific okay uh very very good uh not full point but very very close uh it is the climax of that storyline as we kind of okay. uh, finish it off uh, i had a lot of trouble with this one because i was like okay 
We were definitely done with the boat, but we weren't at oh, Lloyd yeah. has to go get the undercover agent. And I was like, God, is this some random chapter where like Anya goes to school? And then I remember the bus jacking. And I was like, ooh, is it there? But I thought that was later in the year. So I was like, okay, well, we had to introduce Desmond's mom first. So I was like, is this the right. chapter where we meet Desmond's mom? Uh, so that, that was, that was my challenge a little bit. You were, you were, you were a little bit too early. Yeah. Then. Uh, but, uh, spy family has been interesting this year. Uh, I think really, really good at times. Um, it's also, I, I don't know how to phrase this. I, th- I think maybe the, um, just length of this series. I've seen Anya be cute a lot of times before. So a lot of it blends together at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, really, I kind of live and die based on how good the big arcs are. And the bus hijacking was really, really good. I was less a fan of Lloyd's uh, going into the other side of the, the country West, and the whatnot. Wesley, the Wesley Wheeler uh, yeah. whole thing. Yeah, we were pretty done with it by the time that that ended. There was there was there was, it, it there was good stuff. Nightfall legitimately redeemed herself to me. I was like, OK, oh, yeah, I kind of enjoy this character, but I wasn't like in love with that arc as much as I wanted to be. Uh, we had some good stuff, certainly. Um, it, especially considering that they also they've also brought in the uh, is the kid's neighbor. name D- is the kid's name Damien. Damien Desmond is his full name. Damien. De- so, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we've brought in these two you know neighbor characters now, and it seems like yeah. they might be a nice a nice recurring addition to to the series. Yeah. Tenmaku Cinema uh, started mm-hmm. and ended this year. Uh, we had a great time talking about it. Uh, it was kind of unfortunate we when we realized about uh, midway ish through, like this isn't this catching isn't, on. No, this no, this isn't catching on as much as we wanted to. So let's just enjoy it while we can, uh, kind of thing. Uh, I did really like it, um, but I do understand why it didn't catch on, um, and I do hope that Shinseki and Yuta Sukuda do not look at this and go, we should have put that girl in more swimsuits. Uh, (laughs) Our big mistake was this should have been hornier. (laughs) Yeah, just please don't take that as the lesson for this. uh, You know, because I thought that what they were doing was fun. uh, And I would like to see them do something not quite like it, but more in its direction than Food Wars was. (laughs) Sure. I, I, I love this series a lot. Um, I have a, a very passionate interest in movies. Uh, it's one of those things that kind of brings me comfort. So the idea of watching people get passionate about movies always kind of like wells me up. It's like a Hope Corps post, you know, it just <laughs> fuels the soul, Nick. Um, but yeah, I, I really did enjoy this series. I'm very sad it ended early. I would love to have seen what they would have had to do with like rival characters. Uh, what's the yeah, next movie going to be? Yeah. Uh, how do you expand these characters? Because like, we know that we're not going to get uh, like we know like the Polaris storm kind of vibe was coming from his friends. So like, was he going to meet uh, somebody else who was like, my skill is in wardrobe design. My skill is in lighting and effects. My skill is in CGI. Like, I- I'd be very curious just to see what kind of people he would have interacted with, how they would have expanded the world, made it very shonen. Um, but unfortunately, You'll just have to follow my 1700 uh, fan fiction uh, pieces uh, that get grossly uh, more and more self-indulgent as it comes along. Eventually, they just meet a character. Well, 
called Quinn and they're like, actually, would you like to, to, to make the movie? And I'm like, yes. It's about robots who go in time. And they're like, Terminator? And I'm like, fuck! <laughs> the chapter ends! Uh, I'm trying to see if there are any Tenmaku Cinema fan <laughs> That would be... I, I, I'm sure it has to exist to some extent, uh, but it, it, it would surprise me. Uh, while that's happening... Uh, I will uh, taunt you or tease you with Ken Unick named to me where our beloved series Elusive Samurai was at the start of last year. So I absolutely did go while in my like driving home thinking to myself like, okay, what are the series like? like okay, I think I've got an idea of that one. There's an idea of that one. I, have, I at least have a guess on this one. And I was like, which one do I haven't th- have I not thought of yet? Oh, the Elusive Samurai. Fuck. Like <laughs> this. I have no goddamn idea where this was this was the only thing that i know is that yurishige died this year yes but i don't know when he dies <laughs> I, I again i don't know what ninja's playing to do or, or wants me to do with the version i recorded i am so dismissive at this point i'm like i don't know whatever fucking daddy spirit guy did he died this year oh fuck it I, I i just i named a random chapter i thought about <laughs> that was all I guessed. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the one where they meet uh, Muramasa. Mur- 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 That's exactly the chapter I named. I was like, where they meet Muramasa oh, okay. and, and we find. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> I got your hopes up. We were, hopes both, up. we were both wildly wrong. I was like, we I don't just, know. That- <laughs> we just like both reached out. I was like, I don't know. The one thing in a sea is stupid that I was interested in. <laughs> the, one, the one morsel crumb of an interesting kind of character that we managed to find for a hot moment where like, I was like, oh, this series is going to be about the characters and not just like throwing random history facts at me and weird dudes. Uh, no, this was when uh, Tokiyuki and Ashikaga had a verbal spar before their battle. Nick, don't you remember that iconic oh, okay. moment? Yeah. It's- yeah, okay, okay. Right, right. Uh, he has it with uh, Tadayoshi. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to move on to Two on Ice, which also I think will be fairly quick. We have uh, what, like two more, I think, to go for. So, uh, mm-hmm. Nick, Two on Ice, thoughts, feelings? Not not as good as I was hoping, um, but it's been it's been getting a bit better. Uh, in the last couple of chapters now that it's fully set on like okay yes they're going to be a pair of skaters like we said that we they would be in chapter one it's like come on guys like you don't have this luxury don't do this (laughs) fucking get it going um but uh it's been nice to see like you know some of the characters that they are actually going to have to consider as like rivals and stuff like that it feels like it's getting better and it's nice to see more of a focus on their dynamic as having to perform together and stuff uh, but uh, it definitely feels like it's not the point it should be as a new series from a debuting uh, author at this point. Yeah. Uh, I have very few thoughts to say on it, so I won't even bother. Undead Unluck, Nick, do you know where this was? This this is the one I was the worst on, I think. Really? I, I, I oh, was, yeah, you mentioned that before. Yeah, I was really far off on this one. Well, I feel like it has to be, and this is, again, like, the audience's votes on stuff have kind of spoiled this. One of my favorite things that people uh, were voting for was uh, the category for Best New Character, and one of the nominees was Void's Personality. (laughs) I had to stop for a moment because I was like, Void doesn't have a personality, and I was like, Undead Unlock. Undead Unlock, Void doesn't have, yeah, I was like, maybe still Asterix, but there was a point in time where he did. Yeah, and I think that that's like where this was. It ha- it was like 
Because we were definitely past uh, getting Gina and Nico with the group, and the, we were on Void uh, at this point in the story. Yeah. Um, you're you're in the right realm. Can you name a chapter in the Void arc that you want to... I, no, I can't name any chapters. I don't remember chapter titles. <laughs> except for, um, well, if... Okay, so if, if it was people celebrating the introduction to Void having a character, it couldn't have been when they actually fought. It had to have been before that. Because that's when he starts to actually like show signs of a personality because they have like the uh, uh-huh. the press conference. So I'm got I, I, I guess there, right before their fight. Uh yeah, I think you're just like a chapter off. Basically it's it's it, she does the 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 press conference with him and she makes him take the challenge because she kind of ta- like taunts him basically until he does it. Uh, I was far off on this. I was like, no, we've gotten Where that. Like, uh, I, I, I was like, oh, I think we're in Billy's arc. We're in the war arc, I think. Because in my mind, I was like, no, we, we've gotten, there's only so much time in a year. And we've gotten through so many different members. So there's yeah. Phil. Uh, they added new members in that arc in preparation. We had Sean, Jakara. Like, yep. all of these characters got shown in this year. Uh, uh, we just finished Engine and Rip and all this stuff. So I was like, no, it would have had to have been a little further back. Uh, but no, I I forgot how crazy Shen like was another one in there. Like I, I just forgot how many like arcs they got through in a year of Undead Unlocked. The pacing this year has been insane uh, yeah. since we we jumped into this time skip basically. So it's a just ton of wild stuff's been stuff. Happening. And yet at the same time, it doesn't feel like it's been rushed. There was definitely a point where we were, I think around this time last year, we were like, maybe Undead Unluck isn't just going to just end soon. Like we thought it was like, I like race towards endgame, but a little something happened called it got an anime. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, It did. It did. It's been doing really well this year. Uh, It's been, it's been great and has featured one of the best, heroines in jump too yeah so great great stuff uh, a lot of things there uh we're gonna end this nick with everybody's favorite can you tell us where world trigger was at the start of 2023 i have to give you the same caveat ninja gave me you can't just say away mission arc that doesn't work <laughs> so <laughs> all right i think that this did not have anything to do with the battle sims. It had to do with the written questions. Okay. I don't know if I can name a single other detail <laughs> beyond it. It had to do with the written questions. Um. So I, I have no idea. I, I, I think Ninja has to, to call the Arbiter on. I, I was like, I don't know. Was it when Katori was really upset and the crew had to like make her feel better? Because I was like, I know that was a chapter. Um, and I was like, I think it's like the second round nah. or the second day of things. Uh, no, the specific thing that is that happened last year, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Osamu revealed that he had a trick basically, which was like, if you watch the clip with everybody, then everybody can kind of take notes on it. And then you can like watch it again with it. Like it, it was just a way to like help figure out with like a video question exam. God. And then Katori is like, I want to share it with my team was like the process and then my god yeah like all all the details this is is just purely like 
word soup of what World Trigger has been this year, which I will say we had a brief window where World Trigger got really, really good again. It's there. We'll talk about it a little bit when we probably get yeah. to the uh, best speeches because there's like yes. one that I really consider. Um, but like there was like a brief moment where Ninomiya and uh, oh god, what's the little guy's name? You Yuzuru, Yuzuru, or M- or Emma, Emma. Um, they had like a real heart to heart about something. It was like, oh my god, World Trigger is interesting yeah. again. Uh, and then so much of the rest of the year has been like, design your your battle uh, drones, figure out your uh, best look, action point. Yeah, you're you're, you're, now you're not like, optimizing look. your skill sets. And now it's like, guys, check it out another facet to the sim battles. It's like, ah, it's just, get me out of here! Let me out! I'm the one trapped in let the sim! Out. How, why are we suffering cabin fever? <laughs> um, okay, Nick, it is time to get to the final portion of the year. Uh, we may have to move through some of this a little quickly, but we're going to see. We're, so. uh, yeah. But let's talk about our favorites, the awards, the best of the superlatives for Weekly Mug Recap 2023. Uh, let's start at the... Ooh, no, that's... that's that. Okay, yeah. We're going to start best hero. We're going to start at the top there. We're going to work our way down to the bottom. Nick, who do you think the best hero of the year is? There's a lot of uh, nominees here. Kane, Denji, Fuko, uh, Taiki. I- I'm not going to read all of them. I- or Sorry, there- there's ones that are highlighted that one poll. So Mash, Uroha, Asa, and All Might. But there are more beyond that. If you, if you go to the um, <laughs> spreadsheet, you can see that Ninja throughout the year has been hosting like elimination polls for things. Yes. So people are also on this list that aren't included in that and we also have the ability to just add somebody as well so uh i feel like it's got to be fuko for this uh i I feel kind of bad because i i want to you know give cypher academy some love and i do think that iroha is up there yeah Uh, and also kind of banashi's been very good but uh i it's it's been fuko's year like this this whole stretch of time has been a thing where it's like look this is the first full calendar year where, you know, we basically have not had Andy. Like he yeah. showed up very, very, very briefly uh, in limited capacity in a recent chapter. But it's been Fuko leading the series the entire time. And Undead Luck has been fantastic. And one of the big aspects of it has been seeing how much Fuko has matured and grown while still being very much the same person. It's been great to see that, you know, she's you know this much more competent person, but also she's a weirdo. Yeah. So... Her. Uh, I I like Fuko a lot. Um, I think if I was to say a wild card, I think I want to give credit to Bakugo, who had I think a really really good year. Mm. Uh, he was dead almost ninety uh, percent of it, of it. <laughs> but the end of the year he had like a really strong like month of like oh every time Bakugo does something right now it's fucking awesome. Um, so I want to give a little credit to him. I don't think I'm going to pick him. Uh, but I do want to credit him. I think I will agree with you about Fuko. Uh, the idea is just that, like, she didn't, I think, maybe have as strong of a year or, like, as powerful a year as that, like, section during the spring arc where, like, every chapter is like, I think Fuko gets it again. Um, but she's been consistently good as the main character. We've seen different levels of her. We see sides of her where she's a very cool, competent leader. We see signs where she's a young girl at heart still who's like, I get to go to high school again. We see yeah. sides where she starts to have her facade break because she's like 
these master rules are too strong. I I miss you. Like I'm I I feel like I'm about to fail. Like I, I do like that we've gotten throughout this year a lot of complexities to her character to like make her one of the more well-rounded characters in Jump. Yes, definitely. All right, so oh, I guess we'll do then uh, best new character. Uh-huh. Like I said before, one of the nominees is Void's personality. <laughs> He is basically an entirely yeah. new character from how he was before. Uh, we also got Kaichi from Akane Banashi. Fumiko, uh, whose name I still can't remember, the, the bodyguard <laughs> girl from Chainsaw Man. Uh, dick suck uh, girl, yeah, we know. <laughs> Anonymity requested from Name another thing Academy. she did, Nick. I dare you. Uh, got held hostage. Okay. Uh, got saved by someone else. Uh, <laughs> and she's on best new character? Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Chocho from Akane Banashi, the uh, not quite master level guy who has definitely been made a big splash uh, hmm. since he came in a few months ago. Uh, Oga and Haku from Green Green Greens uh, to show a little bit of love for the new series. And Quoka Ateshite, the girl who's definitely not a bear, but is just wearing a bear costume. Yes. Uh, sorry, Ninja did correct me. I forgot. Uh, Fuko also won our audience pick. I, I need to remember to do the audience mm, pick yes, at yes. the end. Um, those are good options. There's two that stand out to me, which is Anonymity Requested, who I think is like legitimately a really fun, like kind of anti-hero character in uh cypher Academy. And she's shown up quite a lot as well. Um, that said, I don't like, we know that the series might not last a while. So like a character I really, really enjoyed. And this is just a personal thing for me is Kaichi. I, I really, really enjoyed Kaichi. I loved his character. I love that he he kind of exists in this space where he feels like a very interesting rival to Akane because of her particular story. Uh, and I just liked how he exists. I, I just, he was funny, charming, sad, beautiful. Like, I, I, I loved uh, Kaichi a lot. Hmm. I'm going to go for an anonymity request in myself. Uh, I love just her entire aesthetic. I love how anytime that there's a chance for her to do a little minor fourth wall break, they do so. Uh, and I like how her big face turn was not like turning over a new leaf. It was just, I'll continue to be a cheating motherfucker, <laughs> but while being nice to you guys. Yes. <laughs> Very Eddie Guerrero uh, in that regard. Yes, very much so. The audience, by the way, Cypher Academy did win a poll. She won Hell Best yeah! New Character. So uh, props to Anonymity Requested. Nick, let's talk about the best new power or technique that came out this year. We have, as brought up before, Asa's Aquarium Spear, uh, Garp's Galaxy Impact, uh, Denji counteracting the Falling Devil's guilt-based power by chainsawing his own brain, uh, Nightfall breaking all inhibitors and shattering every bone in her body, Armored uh, Dark Knight Returns All Might, Hoshina and Kaiju Number 10's combined three sword technique using uh, Number 10's damaged tail. Saint J. Garcia Saturn's unnamed uh, like spider demon devil fruit. Right. And Magna and Locke's tag team exploding cannon technique. Uh, black mm-hmm. flame, black lightning, exploding cannon. Uh, I do want to give a little bit of love to Armored All Might. I love all the, you know, how it's built on techniques that he got from his students and stuff. And I love how the entire purpose of it wasn't to 
defeat all for one it was just to do everything he could to hold to buy time Mm -hmm. uh that that entire sequence that entire fight really gave my hero academia a big charge when we were kind of trailing off of it because we had some mixed feelings about the token or araka stuff and that one brought it surging back but I have to give it to the three sword technique that Hoshina Kaiju number 10 to. It's too cool. That entire chapter is so awesome. And that sequence is so great. Uh, yeah. With the tail flying up in the air and for the finishing blow, it's too good. Yeah. Um, I, I agree that is a good one. I think I'm honestly going to go with a wild card for mine, though. Mm. Uh, this is one that is not on there. And this is uh, Bonnie's distorted future Nika punch that she uses on Alpha. <laughs> I thought, one, it was just a really, really cool moment because it felt like she was like kind of like the same size as her dad for a brief moment. Uh, I also just really like the concept of the idea that her devil fruit can have a use to essentially be like, what if I channel alternate timelines for a moment? Like, there's just a very like fun concept that I feel like you could play with in a battle manga for that. Um, so I think that's the one I'm going to give it to. Like, I feel like it should be nominated and I think I like that one a lot. I, I agree that the, uh, three star technique is really, really cool, but I really, really loved, I, I'm, I might have some Kuma bias. I was, uh, very strongly considering also being like, Kuma should be hero of the, <laughs> the year, Nick Kuma. So, <laughs> uh, good stuff there. Uh, but the audience actually had a tie in their favorite the aquarium spear and the armored all might that you mentioned earlier is what mm-hmm. uh one nice all right quinn it's uh it's a great one it's a great <laughs> category uh only gonna happen this year probably yeah. the best cypher academy chapter title cypher academy as we grew to recognize more and more just has insane chapter titles let's go through them and yet the world still revolves parentheses <laughs> around war <laughs> decode as fast as the wind quiet down quickly launch an air raid then remain as unstoppable as a dragonfly <laughs> what <laughs> is that so mean? Good. oh i uh, love these so much walk three steps back and be careful not to step on the shadows of those who died in war it's so extra <laughs> every one of these the desire to kill comes from talking but that's better than talking <laughs> That's some real me, why me sad shit. <laughs> oh, man. This was when you insisted be in the poll. Yes. <sighs> Employ the battlefield and you'll stand out. Go with the flow of the battlefield and you'll get washed away. Try to enter wartime and you'll be cramped. In any case, turbulent times are difficult to live in. <laughs> it's, it's such a mouthful. Like, there's the idea that like there's some chapters that are like, Joe's journey or like <laughs> the good day and then there's this shit where you're like this is a paragraph they have you have a whole ass page of text just showing off your title uh too many wars spoil the battleship fund broth <laughs> yesterday's war is today's war too and uh, the last nominee, uh, War That Happens a Second Time Will Also Happen a Third Time. <laughs> yeah, I-, I have heard that like some of these sound like they're quotes or maybe just like kanji that have been like kind of translated strange. And that's perfectly understandable. Maybe this isn't meant to sound as ridiculous. 
in native language, but it is very funny to me to look at this and, and try to like read these. Uh, I, I have been told uh, by Ninja that uh, after this year, uh, if it seems like things go, this might be uh, categorized uh, as uh, the Cypher Academy, Mem- Cypher Academy Memorial Best Chapter Title Award. Just collect uh, uh, chapters from all different series. Yeah, but, but uh, I, I the the one for me is uh, employ the battlefield and you'll stand out. The the one that's like a paragraph is just two, so yeah. funny to me. But too many wars spoiled the battleship fun broth. <laughs> I, I'm like legit sitting here like I think I may have to give it to that because I'm trying. To, to like process why I would say those words. I'm going to go with the long one, but that is so fucking good. It's good. Uh, and I should say before I name mine, by the way, that this is like the uh, rating dogs uh, social media account. That they're all good titles, yeah. to, to be clear. Uh, my winner, however, is going to be Decode as Fast as the Wind, Quiet Down Quickly, Launch an Air Raid, Then Remain as Unstoppable as a Dragonfly, because I love the Furin Kazan quote from The Art of War, and that is clearly a take on that, and I fucking love it. That uh-huh. is, and it's ridiculous and stupid. It's do, great. do you, Nick, feel you channel in life to remain as unstoppable as the Dragonfly? <laughs> have you, have you uh, embodied that mantra? <laughs> Yeah, no, but I do decode fast, quiet down quickly, and then launch an air raid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The audience, by the way, agreed with me. I believe it is the employ the battlefield and you'll stand out Mm. quote. Uh, So uh, good stuff. Uh, Great stuff. You could even say love Cypher Academy's titles. Uh, Nick, can we talk about uh, the worst relationship? This was a poll that you asked to have added and gave your answer. Uh, The options... (laughs) are from all of our favorite series witch and wizard from eden zero universe zero sure and ajuna from eden zero elsie and justice from eden zero kawaki and ada from boruto and boruto and serata from boruto all of these terrible nothing romances all the way through right um, uh, my 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 uh uh, word on the matter was you can nominate whoever you want it is witch and wizard and you're wrong if you don't say it's witch and wizard now can I can I pose the argument about universe zero sure and Ajuna in that which, which one is universe so universe zero is the way that is the one that they're in now yes they it's, just, it's the current they're... version where everything's good so they took the and same boring they took the same story like Ajuna was like investigating him and was captured but instead of her being like subjected to sex slavery and torture she instead was just like oh wait I do love you and they're like no in this universe he doesn't have to yeah, he's good he's he, just yeah, fine he doesn't have to uh, cr- like uh, emotionally torture this woman and just uh, abuse her they just love each other because love surpasses all of the universes uh, by the way this is also the universe where they establish that there is a revolutionary army and then he's like but everything's good so yeah. why, why, why do you guys exist <laughs> fuck this series is so stupid I, I, I will for the sake of time agree with you about witch and wizard uh, but I, I wanted to call attention to that one because that is uh, a gross <laughs> existence the audience the audience was wrong by the way they were wrong in a three way tie of Boruto and Sawada Kawaki and Ada and then Shura and Ajuna uh, no, I'm no, just 
Well, I'm just glad it wasn't Elsie and Justice because it's like that's disqualified. They weren't in this year. Yeah. Then come on, guys. I know that they're terrible, but they weren't in this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all bad. So thanks, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best speech. Uh, we. I don't think we have time to go through all of the nominees on this one. Um, yes. There is. There's, there's like, so many. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, Asa ranting when she gets stood up. Luna's speech about uh, her memories and not regretting having to give them up. Uh, nar- a narrative speech about how crazy Takauji is. Denji's speech to Asa about living. Uh, Buggy's speech to his crew. Shen's speech on why he wants to be strong from Undead and Luck. Nina Mia's rebuttal towards Yuzuru. Uh, Oga dressing down Haku in the first chapter of Green Green Greens. And your death is a nuisance. Tell her I wish her a very happy birthday. Big, uh, Big Punk and Kuma at uh, in the late latest chapter of One Piece. Uh-huh. Uh, so my my pick's gonna be uh, Yuzuru and Nina Mia because <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Uh, I love Yuzuru, you know, like going in like you're awful, and, and Nina Mia being like, "Here's why you suck." <laughs> <laughs> and then it leads to a really important conversation between them. It's the best thing that happened in a world premiere all year. Yes, all the other stuff is good, but none of it stands head and shoulders about everything else in the series that it was in. Yeah. Um, so uh, I really, really like that one. I am struggling right now. So I want to I want to say something. The audience pick is the Kuma quote, which I love. The, your death That's is great. a nuisance to everybody you loved. Happy 10th birthday. Good Beautiful. Line. I don't consider it a speech because it's two different characters saying mm-hmm. the same, like that, 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 like it's an exchange essentially. So very, very beautiful. If, if it was like best conversation, sure. Best speech, I have to go with like one character's lines. In my mind, I'm, I'm torn between Ninomiya's rebuttal, which is really, really good, but I think I want to give it to, uh, Denji's speech to Asa. Which is when he's like, he's trying to make her not despair so they don't get killed by the falling devil. And he's like, try to remember cats. And she's like, don't make me remember cats. And he's like, okay, then remember that life seems awesome and some crappy things happen, but it isn't all bad. And like sometimes like disasters become this big crap hamburger, but you have to find something to look forward to that I'm willing to eat this burger of crap. And she's like, she's getting swelled up in his, his crude speech. She's like, what is it? And he's like, sex. I want to have sex. <laughs> and she's like, ah, ah. And, and they float up. <laughs> yeah. Her face is so good. It's so funny. I really, really like that speech. It's um, a great moment. There's some good ones in there. Uh, let's do biggest what the fuck moment here. Yeah. So, uh, Nick, PPP, sudden ending of brilliant lucky taking over and punching Gakuo in the <laughs> face. Uh, option two, Sarada appearing to help Boruto against Kwaki only to be completely useless and needing Boruto to pull her out of the way of Kwaki's next attack. I forgot about oh. that. Uh, three, Ada's charm ability is actually a greater manifestation of a greater reality warping ability called omnipotence, which Kwaki is able to switch his and Boruto's identities with almost everyone's mind. Great thing. In Zero, of course, Moscow's button turns him into a space butler named Cosmo. His sister didn't want the button pressed because it switches her dom sub relationship with him. <laughs> Also for me in Zero, Laguna turns robots into water because they were metaphorically crying, which is not how his power has worked to this point. 
Also for being zero point is Ziggy, aka Shiki's unborn son, Rebecca, whose thoughts have somehow transported to Universe Zero and been given a, a robot body. Uh, uh, <laughs> All for one's backstory of being an evil baby. Uh, and finally, uh, after losing Sasuke to the vine trees, uh, Boruto's emo haircut turns back into his normal hair via a gust of wind. I will caveat this. This one was corrected to me, uh, I think, by Ota in our Discord. And uh, Ota was like, I think you guys read that scene wrong, which is understandable because it's set up very poorly. It's not supposed to be, hey, he sat on this cliff and then this gust of wind blows his hair it's a time skip. We're supposed yeah. to go from that scene in the past to him in this new moment. And it's just no detail about it except he has gloves and like a headband is gone God. are supposed to be different or is bad. I don't know. Like it's, it's like extremely minor differences. So that one I might have to, I guess, just unconsciously disqualify. But the answer has to be the one <laughs> that we all just groaned through, right? <laughs> I th I think I don't know that one was like I, I I was it was everything building up into it like so that's not necessarily it standing on its own. Okay. There was there was some weird shit that happened this this year. Um, I guess that I'm going to go. Oh, fuck. You know I I I think that the most appropriate one is the Moscow thing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's not it's Moscow. It's it's. Like, there was it's not necessarily the most outlandish thing but it is the most outlandish thing that has no fucking purpose to it at all whatsoever <laughs> yeah. we're, we're in the home stretch of this fucking series and it was like heroes like shit this don't push thing has been like a button i've been holding over everybody forever i have to push it what should it be he's like sexy dom butler <laughs> It's yeah. so worthless. It's so out of nowhere. It like conceptually makes no sense to me. Like I could understand if it was like, oh, if I push the button, I turn into a bomb, or if I I push the button, I I go into super robot fight mode. The idea is like I push the button, I turn into a completely different person with a different personality, and I've been forcefully kept in this mode by my dom so that I can like not dominate her because she goes sub crazy for me it's such a wild fucking like like yeah. choice of a narration um the audience by the way picked uh the ppp's sudden ending and slapping of gakuro as their pick yeah and that's understandable too uh, I the only thing that I would say against it is that it's like, well, it, it had to end suddenly yeah. because it ended. But yeah, that has one face is crazy. It's very, very uh, good. best two page spread. Uh, it's kind of hard to just like describe all of these individually. Yes. So I think I'm just gonna like name my pick if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Again, reiterate uh, the Google Doc is available. The Ninja X3 I sets up. Uh, you can find it on our Discord. All of the images can be found in it. So if you want to see these nominees and see if you agree with us, go do that. Uh, it's Mina Ak Akira sliding on a tiger. Uh, <laughs> that's it for me. Yeah, I, you, I'm, I'm torn between that and the Void cover because I love how it's like set yeah, up like a boxing poster. graphic. But I, I think I have to give it to the Akira slide for two reasons. I, I mean, like one, it's an Akira slide that actually gave 
Mina personality for once. It's like, holy shit, this might have redeemed her whole shitty character at this point. Uh, but also, the Void one is a color spread, and I tend to like try to favor actual like two-page spreads in the manga, like because they're usually, you know, what diegetic is the word. Like it's meant to be within the story, whereas color spreads can be. A lot of things. Anyway, that's the one I'm going to go with as well. I'm going to go with Akira Sign on a Tiger. Uh, I think the audience had a couple of these. Akira Sign on a Tiger is one. Uh, somebody, somebody's prayers that Bakugo has was fine towards All Might, and there's like everybody's like giving their wishes, so he'll, he'll save All Might. And then Quan Chi taking out the three uh, other weapon devils, like reappearing in the story out of nowhere to just kill these guys immediately, uh, was also picked. So three good ones there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move then from there into uh, best twist. Uh, so I, I've got a bit of a bone to pick with some of the nominations on this okay. one, because I think that some of them aren't actually twists. <laughs> some of them are kind of like, no, I think that that makes sense as a development. <laughs> um, Shanks immediately and totally destroys Kid and his crew. MASH interrupts Innocent Zero's sympathetic backstory. <laughs> Which was pretty funny. Uh, Akane loses to Hikaru at the Rensei Kai by one point in Akane Banashi. One Piece, York speaks with the five elders as though she's in control. And then it pans back to reveal she's already been captured by the Straw Hats. Uh, the Chainsaw Man Church's true goal of turning their followers into mindless Chainsaw Man clones via contracts with fire for the sake of increasing war toward fear towards war on Chainsaw Man so that they will be strong enough to fight death. Barum sets Denji's apartment complex on fire, killing Miyawi and the dogs. You don't know that. They're not. How do you know they're dead? Come on, guys. Uh, and uh, One Piece again. Since J. Garcia Saturn uh, has a monstrous demonic form. And also One Piece, Bonnie's true age is 12 and she is not Kuma's biological daughter. Uh, I'm going to go with the, well, the wild card on this. This is not a nomination in any in any of these. I'm going to go with Kaiju number nine's plan is to absorb Mina. I thought that was the big twist this year, that that was his true intention. You go into that whole thing thinking he's going to be targeting Kaiju number eight. He's going to be trying to absorb Kafka or, or something like that. No, his big plan is I need to absorb Mina and that way humanity will be defenseless. I thought that was a great twist and it made sense as well. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Hold on. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I think the one that I go to on this, cause there's a couple that aren't really twists. Um, the Barum thing is really, really good, and it is surprising. Uh, Shanks killing or taking out all of Kid's crew. Uh, I'm uh, also on board with. I think Jay Garcia Saturn showing up and turning into a giant fucking devil spider was so surprising. In my mind, I was like, the five elders might not be anything. Like, I know one of them has a sword, but these might just be like figurehead dudes, especially after Emo sh uh, Emu showed up or Im. I was like, they might not be anything. Um, uh, so I, I'm going to go with, uh, Jay Garcia Saturn as my pick, I think. Although I, I do like the Bonnie twist. It just had creepy elements because of the way she's been framed in the story that make me hesitant to give it to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We've got then, uh, yeah. Oh, and, uh, the audience picked for best twist, Barum setting Denji's apartment complex on fire. Uh, which I, I do kind of understand that people were like, no, the pets. So I, I understand that having an, an impact on people. Definitely. Uh, we've got then best fight. Uh, first is for Ginka and Luna, Luna and Locke versus those two assassinates. <laughs> Feels a little bit. <laughs> uh, Mash and allies versus innocent zero. 
Iroha, Toshisai, Yosamura, and Nimi requested in the Leaky Poker match. Hoshina and Kaiju number 10 against Kaiju number 12. Nightfall versus Wheeler. The battle at Full of Lead involving Garp, Kobe, and the Marines against Blackbeard Pirates. All Might versus All for One. And Bakugo versus All for One. Uh, this this isn't a contest, right? There's one choice here that's the standout. I feel like there's two choices. Okay. I- I'm curious to hear the other one. I, I don't need to say it. If one, if the if the one that I think is the right choice is not one of your two, I might quit this podcast. I don't believe for a second it's not one of your two. I'm only curious to hear what the other one is. Uh, it's either the Kaiju number twelve fight or it's All Might versus All for One. Okay, it it's a hundred percent Kaiju number 12's fight. That fight it's was bad. fucking awesome. I can try i i can kind of see where you're going from with all might versus all for one all, all, all for one to uh, round two um but in my mind it's so clearly that hoshida fight which just executed on like every level uh i'm going to go with that one and the only disqualifying thing for me is that all my versus all for one is just an aspect of the much bigger struggle against all for one uh you know, like no, no faults against it and stuff. All that stuff was really cool. I liked how emotional it got, and All Might got a lot of really cool moments in it. But it was part of a much broader battle against yeah. All for One that just had a bunch of different stages. Whereas the fight with Kaiju Number Twelve was just a fight, yeah. an individual fight that we had an insanely cool, good time uh, going. Through. If I was so, to watch an AMV of any of these fights. It would be the kaiju now. Like I'd be like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah!" And you, you, I, I don't know what song would be perfect for it. Uh, so maybe like uh, Lincoln Park or something like. Uh, what's a? Isn't there like a step back song or something like that? I'm sure there is. Yeah, I I, I need to think of the best Lincoln Park song, but yeah, it's that. The audience, by the way, oh. um, picked uh, Mash and his allies against Innocent Zero, which is actually an interesting pick. I really hadn't yeah, considered, yeah. but that was also a fun fight visually. Yes. Uh, most improved character. So we've got choices are Void from Undead Unluck, Kyo, Kyo from Blue Box, Taiki from Blue Box, Mui from Undead Unluck, Mina from Kaiju Number Eight, Sean from Undead Unluck, Saint J Garcia Saturn from One Piece, and Kuma from One Piece. Uh, I don't even it's, know why Mui's on here. Mui was already great. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, so um, I, I'm curious. I know what the thought process with Saturn is, but in my mind, I'm like improved. He got worse in a good way. He went from a character I thought never about to a character. I'm like, I can't wait to shit on your grave. You fuck. Uh, honestly, my pick isn't in here. I'm going to wild card it, uh, mm-hmm. which for me is, is Bonnie. I did not care about Bonnie. If you asked me before this, I would have put her in like the mid tier of the supernovas. I didn't think a lot about her. It felt like they weren't going to do it. She, I believe had one of the lowest bounties or maybe the lowest bounty, which is kind of like Odo speak for like, she's not, she's the, she's the weakest of these or whatever. And I've gone to being like, man, I hope she gets to join the straw hats. Like I was like, I like her. I love her story. I love how sweet she like is. Her character has like flourished in all these details about her, why her name's jewelry, why she has her ring, the weird lipstick, her outfit, why she changes ages. It has kind of like a, a crazy personality. Like, 
everything fit so much more for that character this year that I was like, holy shit. Like, not only is she one of my favorite, like, Supernova, she's one of my favorite characters in One Piece right now. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I want her to get revenge and fucking kill Saturn and have a happy fucking birthday. That's what I want. Hell yeah. Uh, I think I agree with you. Um, I think that there are some good choices here. Like, I do think that, yes, like, Void has, is, you know, mm-hmm. way better in that he's an actual character. <laughs> he's now. not just some dude that got killed once. <laughs> but, my God, this entire flashback with Bonnie has done her so much justice. Yeah. Uh, just every single aspect of, of her is so much more interesting and sympathetic uh, and fun, like you said. So, I got to go with her, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah she went from being a character who kind of showed up to be like i'm sneaking around or i've been captured yeah like one of her most memorable events was being captured (laughs) and people were like why didn't she get killed or whatever like the the question had to just being like a character like oh what a rich and enchanting backstory that pulls at my heartstrings um nick you should uh be excited it's time for the bleach memorial best severed limb award Ah! Oh, I love the commitment. Uh, the options are Kaiju number 15 getting her arm axed off by Kikoru, Jack the Ripper getting his arm blown off along with the hole blown through his torso by Morgan and Black Clover, uh, Kaiju number 15 getting both her arms cut off by Kikoru's water skimmer. Guys, you can't have two arms getting cut off from the same fight and expect <laughs> either of them to get nominated votes for this. That's, that's come on. <laughs> Bully guy getting his arm cut off by the spirit in the first chapter, a new sex or uh, Hoshina cutting off Kaiju number 12's arm and leg using a single blade form. Hoshina re- imagining that his arm had been cut off by Kaiju number 12. Uh, the various limbs of the swords, uh, spear, and whip devils cut off by Quan Chi, or Asa's arm being cut off by Yoshida. So, a- Asa's arm is the most significantly impactful. That feels like there are narrative it consequences, which. This is the the big question always comes up. What does the Bleach Memorial Severed Limb Award mean? Is it the best arm getting cut off or the one that most embodies Bleach's ability to just constantly cut off arms? It's supposed to be the latter. Uh, I've I've fluctuated on it because mostly it's just like, eh, it's a fun fun award to do. But in this case, I feel like, yes, Asa's arm getting cut off is the big, oh, what the fuck moment. A lot of these don't really interest me all that much, but... If there is one that interests me, it's one where an arm gets cut off and then it turns out, no, it wasn't. It's fine. And that is Hoshina imagining that his arm has been cut off, <laughs> which also serves as just a great beat in that awesome fight that we can't yeah. stop praising. So. Oh, man. I, I I will, just for the sake of getting a, a nomination here, something different. I do love Jack the Ripper getting his arm blown off. While also just taking a much more lethal injury at the same time is very funny. Yeah. Like, very casually, just like, get rid of this. <laughs> like, to make it more savage <laughs> is a very funny thing to me and uh, feels very in the spirit of Bleach. Absolutely. Uh, the audience pick for this is the sincere version of Asa's arm being cut off. The insincere version is the bully's arm getting cut off, which is also a great pick for a series that tries to be Bleach so much it did channel that spirit of just like Bleach's whatever kind of energy. Right. Awesome. Uh, uh, oh, boy. Moment. Oh, boy. There's a lot here. Uh, oops. Um, let's see. There is. 
Asa uh, convinces herself that she bought the aquarium for one million, turns the place into the aquarium spear and uses that to escape. Uh, Gentle finally showing back up to stop the flying fortress uh, from falling while being empowered by LaBrava's quirk. Uh, the sequence of Kokoro seeing her mother's ghost just a little bit ahead of her and chasing after her, trying to surpass her mother's ghost, basically. Shanks one-shotting Kid and then Dory and Bragi splitting their ship in half from one piece. Yogata solving the cube clock puzzle without even touching her cube and before uh, uh, Hokoboshi even has finished taking out her own, then inviting Hokoboshi to try to imitate her as she did Aroha last time, if she can. Uh, very, very cool moment. Uh, Kaichi pushing ahead with his silly and over-the-top performance, prioritizing audience enjoyment despite knowing that one of the judges will hate it and winning him over. I feel like that's the part that needs to be in there. He wins that judge over. Um, All Might Landing blows on all for one in his power suit as he declares he never goes into battle expecting to lose. And a severely wounded, exhausted Bakugo managing to stand on his own long enough to taunt the crying and disintegrating all for one baby. Think about it. Like, yes, he's all for one. The worst villain in history. He's like, he's also a baby, and Baku's like, I'm gonna fucking kill this baby. Fuck you, baby. You don't beat me. <laughs> um, I didn't think about it at the time because I was like, oh, I'll just find the one. This is a great assortment of of picks. Yes. Um, Aquarium Spear was such a cool moment. Gentle showing back up. Amazing moment. Um, chasing her mother's ghost is something I was like, this is actually a really cool way. It didn't end that fight, which I think maybe holds that one back. Uh, All Might going full fucking Dark Knight Returns. Really cool. I think the one I'm... <sighs> is it cool, or do I just love the moment of Kaichi winning uh, the snobby judge over with it's, his it comedy? Can be either one, it can be either one. <sighs> Alright, you go first. I'm, I gotta think. I'm going to go with the aquarium spear. Uh, I really, really like it because it is such a creative use of the rules of the weapons creation that uh, your has shared with Asa. Uh, but the fact that it's not to use it as a weapon primarily, obviously it does get used immediately in the next chapter, but it's so that she can get rid of their prison. It's, it's just very cool thinking in it in a way that, it's it's a very kind of like uh, Jujutsu Kaisen kind of approach to solving things that you don't see in Chainsaw Man very much of like, well, I've got this special, you know, rules that my thing follows. So they overrun your rules that you're applying to us. Uh, I I like that aspect of it more than just like she creates a spear out of this thing is like she finds the workaround to get out of the prison. It's cool. Yeah. Um. I I really do like it. It is such a cool moment. The audience, I believe, also picked that as their answer. Um, so I want to just help nominate another moment that I think is good. And I'm going to go with Gentle showing up to stop the Flying Fortress, which mm. I thought was really cool. One of our favorite characters showing back up, doing a big hero moment in a way that I love. I, I've said before, my favorite hero moments are less of when they punch villains and more when they save people. And that's just an awesome, like, I am going to redeem myself and be a hero moment. Um, but I want to give attention to the Kaichi moment, which I don't know is maybe cool. It's just one of my personal favorite moments of this year because it really captures my style of humor, which is often to be so stupid. Other people are like, fine, fuck it. It makes me laugh. I don't know what to tell you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, best villain, Nick. 
Uh, yeah, our nominations for best villain. It's the last uh, major category before we get into just our favorite, our best series of the year. We've got The Falling Devil from Chainsaw Man, Innocent Zero from Astral Magic and Muscles, and a name you requested from Cyber Academy prior to her face turn, Barum from Chainsaw Man, St. J. Garcia Saturn from One Piece, and Ogasawara Sadamune, who was technically in this year yes. of the Elusive Samurai. <laughs> yes. Um, I think there was a clear answer for me in terms of like a character I feel fucking hate and who makes the hero's story all better as a result of their antagonism and that's jay garcia saturn who we talked about we mentioned before when he was brought up as like most improved characters like i don't know if i'd say most improved because like he's a a dickhead but that's what i love about him uh i think he's really really good uh as an antagonist you fucking hate him. We know that he put a kill switch inside Akuma. Like, we know that this mm-hmm. is going to be how it's going to go. And it, it breaks my heart knowing that this motherfucker has ruined the beautiful life that these two kids, like, that Kuma could have had with Bonnie. It It's really effective as an antagonist. Absolutely. Uh, it's got to be St. J. Garcia Saturn. Yeah. Uh, that there is no one that, that you hate more uh, yeah. in, a, in, in a good way. Uh, I hate... As in, I appreciate, but I hate that, like, there at every step where he's taking away Kuma's humanity, they're, Vegapunk is trying to find ways, like, just let me give him a little bit. Just yeah, so that please. he can say goodbye. Just a little bit. Just so he has enough free will to say goodbye to his daughter. He's like, no, nothing. We have to have absolute control of him. Also, put a bomb in him in case we lose control yeah. of him. What an evil fucking Brilliant. bastard. I fucking hate him. Great, great character. Fucking want him to get his dick cut off. Uh, Which leads us, of course, to the final award. You know, this is the Academy Award Best Picture. Nick, what was the best series of 2023? We're not going to go over all the nominees. You've just heard us talk about them at length. (laughs) So it's every series is an option. I have my answer, um, which I think just has to... I, I, I can't deny it. I think the answer is Blue Box. Uh, if I think consistently what was the best series this year, Blue Box has had so many amazing, cute moments. It has been really charming. Uh, it's developed the relationship between Taiki and Chinatsu so well. It added the, the Yumika story, which we really loved. Uh, Ayame kind of grew into her own and was given like a relationship with Kyo, which were like, kind of like, Oh, like I want to, I want them to work out. They're, they're playing good drama with me. Like everything in blue box has been really, really good to me this year. Like I do, I I think outside of like the chapter where they time skipped, where we were like a little bit like, Oh, do I like these new characters? It's been like consistently good to great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, Look, this has been a great year for a few different series, and it does. It is actually hard for me uh, to make a pick in terms of like, do I like? Do I give it to Cipher Academy because it's not going to happen next year? <laughs> uh, or like, Blue Box has been really good. Akane Banashi has been really good. Um, ah, I think it is Blue Box. It's, but it's not that big a difference between it and Akane Banashi, I think. I think Akane Banashi has also been really, really good. I think that Blue Box has been more consistent, though. I think that that there's 
one chapter maybe the entire year where we were like oh, that was all right for blue box and it happened a little bit more often for a kind of an where it was like yeah. oh this is fine this whatever it's this setting is, up this is a setting up the thing that it's setting up the thing that we're going to be excited about later. And it did. It always did. Akane you know, Banashi did not ever have a bad stretch this year. It did have a few individual chapters that were unexceptional. Blue Box had maybe one yeah. and was otherwise heartwarming, got into a lot of different things uh, beyond even just like the relationship. It starts getting back into the sports stuff at certain points. Uh, and it's also consistently very charming and funny and sweet. Yeah. Um, I want to give also special attention to One Piece, which has been killing it the past couple months. It's not my nominee uh, or not my pick because it bounced around a lot and that can be hit or miss for One Piece sometimes. It's often very difficult to like process what's happening in One Piece, but the last like half of the year has been pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the most surprising thing to me actually is the audience pick was Boruto 2 Blue Vortex. Uh, our audience apparently has been going crazy for every new development. Um, this this was a big, as big of a surprise to me as it is to you, uh, person who voted for 2 Blue Vortex. Hey, yeah, yeah, good for you, good for you guys. No, hey, yeah, it's, sure. It's, it's, yeah. It, was a, it was a kind of an Ashi. <laughs> horrible person you quinn <laughs> how dare you gaslight our audience I want one... without without letting me know ahead of time that we were going to do it i wanted just one person to be like excuse me they did excuse me <laughs> what, what are these what are they doing over in the discord yeah, make make people just uh leave the community because they think everyone else has gone crazy yeah <laughs> Uh, but that is it. That was 2023 in a nutshell. This has been a very, very long episode, so I don't think we'll have too, too much more to say. Um, but 2023 was a really fun year for the show. Uh, I think we experienced a lot of good manga, a lot of cool new series. Uh, we've learned a little couple things even in this show, what, 13 years into doing it. Uh, and yeah. we're looking forward to seeing what 2024 brings. Uh, and it's bringing a nice show 21 chapter. So it's already going into the top tier oh, years. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, and uh, if you're a very strange, particular sort of person who only watches the annual manga recaps, I guess we'll see you next year. Everyone yeah. else will see you next week. <laughs> There's like, if you're like the one person you're like, I don't watch any of Todd's videos. I just watch the best of, and I do that mm-hmm. with other things as well. I don't listen to weekly manga recap, but I just listen to you talk about the best ofs of the year wild, but I, I appreciate and adore you. Wow. Well, sounds like they've had some great laughs over this year of podcasting. Not going to check any of them out. <laughs> <laughs> this was a funny year for just the re- retrospective. I, I don't, not, I, not to, to, not to pat ourselves on the back too much. I am so proud of some of the stuff that we busted out this year. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is also something we should note. There are an, there's an entire other category of supplementary awards that uh, the audience specifically goes out and picks, and it includes stuff like best new design, best new series, best arc, flashback, funniest, yeah. cutest. They also put in stuff like the best intros uh, and discussions and rants from Weekly Among Recap itself. If you want to find out who the best character that we created this year for weekly manga recap is you can it was pretty clearly hambo jackson the only <laughs> character i think show up again <laughs> it's a joke um but we we don't read those out it's it's self-congratulatory in a way we're not interested in. but if you would like to see uh because this is again ninja has created polls throughout the year 
uh, to help mm. narrow this down. Uh, go check it out because a lot of fun work went into it, and it's always cool to see people's opinions. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this. And look back at the year of 2023. We look forward to having some good times in 2024 with you yeah. all. Have a good one, everybody. Da, 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 da. I don't have. Oh, man, my, my throat's sore. I can't do it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>